Blog Talk Radio. Hell no, I can't quit. Hell no, man, we got too much money to get shot. Stay down, Grandpa. I'm just far from being a star, and just that close to quitting. I never should have came close to me, but I wanna be a musician, pimping, not a politician. Listen, feel my position. It's a rough transition. Plus, I'm way too deep in the game to be trying to change. For fortune and fame and glamour, I could be in a slam. I'm six feet up under Atlanta. It's a blessing to breathe. I walk the streets with seven felonies. I'm blessed to be free. Get somebody up in heaven who keep blessing the G. CIP will still be blessed to see these. So haters, you can see these. Cause I'm back now with something to prove. Everything the game, pimpin' nothing to lose. All the stars smacking niggas when it's nothing to do. They too big, shoot them in the leg and even the hard. Let your brand with Captain C Rod. Trap with KT and Broad with JR. But home with DP, bro, bread with JG. Switch labels like KP. Who fuck did all that to me? Even though I'd rather go back to slangin' drugs and shit. It's a gang of niggas and bitches really love this shit. I can't quit. Even though police is hate them legit. Rappers hate it cause they know I'm the shit. Hell no, I can't quit. Them niggas hating on the money I'm getting. Most of them hating cause I'm fucking they bitch. Now I'm pimping, I can't quit. Them niggas hating on the rocks and the rain. Some of them hate cause they don't think I'm the king. Hell no, I can't quit. People hate it when you're better than them. They ain't, ain't start worrying me. Hey, I'm winning, I can't quit. Ten years of album and two deals for real. We all know I should've sold two mil at least. It's all good though, I flow for the streets. I do it for y'all every weekend. You see who in the mall. Stealing the trap, signing your shirts, giving your doubt. Kicking it with you, then get you in your folk in the club. Holding for pictures with girls, give them kisses and hugs. Hoeing our look at show, passing niggas and drones. One of the realest rappers niggas I know. But niggas behave to the point where they be calling the stage. But they respect it cause I'm ready and focused. And I see they petty and bogus. I want you to know this, look closer, you know this. Niggas in the game ain't real. Gotta stay selling records cause the fame ain't shield. Fuck the unit that they name or say It'll break your heart Fuck the your favorite rapper I'm playing the same I can't quit Even though police hate them legit And rappers hate it cause they know I'm the shit Hell no, I can't quit Them niggas hating on the money I'm getting most of them hating cause I'm fucking they bitch Now I'm pimping, I can't quit Them niggas hating on the rocks and the rain Some of them hate cause they don't think I'm the king Hell no, I can't quit People hate it when you're better than them They ain't, ain't start worrying Some of you rhyme, but they might not like one of the lines. I tell you, I let you criticize me one of the time. Those of you who think I'm too cocky, get in front of the line. Whether you don't like my ego or my arrogant flow. Don't like the when you say I'm tight, I say I already know. Don't like how I was talking shit before my amber blow. Think I need to calm it down, be more like the average Joe. So, fuck you, just all saying that little house you think I'm in. Get a Benz, I value your opinion in. Think I give a fuck how many times I recommend. Fuck what you recommend. Come back again. I can't quit. Even though police is hate them legit. Rappers hate it cause they know I'm the shit. Hell no, I can't quit. Them niggas hating on the money I'm getting. Most of them hating cause I'm fucking they bitch. Now I'm pimping, I can't quit. Them niggas hating on the rocks and the rain. Some of them hate cause they don't think I'm the king. Hell no, I can't quit. People hate it when you're better than them. They ain't, ain't start worrying me.
Thanks for stopping by. My name is Greg Robinson. Today I would like to talk with you about some of the fiduciary duties of trustees. Many books have been written regarding the fiduciary duties of trustees. There are law school classes that focus solely on fiduciary duties of trustees. Today, however, I want to discuss with you five simple duties of trustees once the trust has been validly established. The first duty imposed upon trustees is the duty of loyalty. The Missouri statute states in part, a trustee shall administer the trust solely in the interests of the beneficiaries. I chose the duty of loyalty as the first duty to discuss today because it is such a well-known and probably the most fundamental duty of the trustee. The trustee has a duty of loyalty to the beneficiaries of the trust regarding the trust property. A trustee cannot place his or her personal interests above those of the beneficiaries. The trustee cannot allow his personal interests to compete with those of the beneficiaries of the trust. The trustee who has an adverse interest and has breached his duty to the beneficiaries typically will have to resign. Some states, like Missouri, have a savings statute that would allow the trustee not to be liable for a breach of a fiduciary duty if the breach were disclosed to the beneficiaries, the beneficiaries consent to the conduct constituting the breach, the beneficiaries release the trustee from the liability for the breach, and or ratify the transaction which constituted the breach. The second duty imposed upon trustees is the duty to be prudent. Missouri's statutes state that a trustee shall administer the trust as a prudent person would by considering the purposes, terms, distribution requirements, and other circumstances of the trust. In satisfying this standard, the trustee shall exercise reasonable care, skill, and caution. A trustee's action or inaction will not be judged in hindsight, but, as stated above, by considering the purposes, terms, distribution requirements, and other circumstances of the trust. The third duty that is imposed upon a trustee after a trust has been validly created is the duty to act and carry out or administer the terms of the trust. Missouri's statute states in part, upon acceptance of a trusteeship, the trustee shall administer the trust in good faith, in accordance with its terms and purposes, and the interests of the beneficiaries. Trustees do not have a duty to accept a trusteeship. The trustee named in the trust document can decline to serve. If, however, the trustee accepts the trusteeship, the trustee has a duty to administer the trust diligently. The trustee must read the governing document and carry out the intentions of the settlor as expressed in the trust document. The fourth duty imposed upon trustees of a validly created trust is the duty to give personal attention to the trust. The trustee's relationship with the beneficiaries is a personal one. The entire administration of the trust cannot be delegated. Missouri does allow, however, a trustee to delegate to an agent duties and powers that a prudent trustee of comparable skills could delegate under the circumstances. The ability to delegate to an agent is derived from the Uniform Prudent Investor Act. 
last duty of a trustee that I wanted to discuss with you today is the duty to account to the beneficiaries. The trustee has a duty to keep records of the administration of the trust. Additionally, the trust property must be kept separate and distinct from the trustee's own personal property. An interesting and controversial duty imposed upon trustees in Missouri is the duty to inform and report to the beneficiaries at least annually and provide a report of the trust property, liabilities, receipts, disbursements, including the source and amount of the trustee's compensation, a listing of the trust assets, and their respective market values. The concept of providing all available information to the beneficiaries is to allow the beneficiaries to protect their interests. If you have questions about the duties of a trustee, or if you are currently serving as a trustee, please feel free to contact our office. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. What do you do in the morning? Well, two hours in the morning, that's a lot of time. Well, if I can overcome myself at the beginning of the day, the rest of my day is easy. And right? that's what you do. You spend two hours in the morning. I allow for two hours. Okay. You I still get up at 4 a.m. and that's Well, this morning time? I was up at 3. Okay. Because I'm on the wrong time zone. Right. But if you I'm like, up. You like the 4 a.m. slot? Because my brain waves are just right. I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, my body's a little fatigued, but I'm between worlds. And so I've just. I, I, you know, my body's a little tired, but I get up and do it. And to me, I allow for two hours. Sometimes I can nail it in 45 minutes or an hour, and sure, I'm done. Other times, I'm on the wrong time zone. I have meetings all day long. I got a lot going on, and I'm just not going to fall prey to that common state of thinking. And that looks like meditation, affirmations in your mind, visualization. It's, it's the work that we do. It's okay. the work that we do. And the first part in truly creating a new personal reality is overcoming your present personality. <laughs> you got to get beyond the normal thinking patterns, the normal uh, urges of action and habits, to get beyond certain emotions that are residuals from the day before. That's the work right there. That's the part you have to overcome. So some days you just kind of slip in and it's magic because you've been practicing like having a great golf game or a great tennis game or a great run or or, or uh, a great session of knitting. You just you're in your groove. Other days you got to work a little bit more for it. And for me, what I've learned is those hard days, the days that are the most challenging, are always the most rewarding, because now you're uncompromising to an outcome. And if it takes you an hour to get beyond yourself, to find the present moment, because that's the only place where the unknown exists the familiar emotions and hardwired patterns of the past are the known the predictable future in trying to forecast the feeling of every event in our life what people do unconsciously is also the known there's only one place where the unknown exists and that's the present moment you so, call it the generous present moment yeah and i've just done it enough times and there are plenty of people in our work that have done it enough times to know when you're there and when you're not. Okay. And when you're not, it's very obvious because you, you've been there enough times. So, so you're separating your old story from yourself and you're separating your focus on the future and you're being 
present. It's just like hitting a tennis ball in a sweet spot. You lock into something and that wholeness starts to happen and now you're no longer creating from polarity or duality or opposites. You know, like, you know, people, you know, people, they create when they see they don't have something. Whether, hey, nice suit, I want one of those, right? And the moment I see that you have a nice suit and I start thinking, I want one of those, my brain naturally starts putting me in the equation. Next thing you know, I'm wearing your suit. Well, that's because we're wired to do that. So then we have this natural ability to create. The problem is, is after you imagine that, you open your eyes and you don't have it, people experience more lack. Well, we're not that good yet. (laughs) So then the act of practicing enough times and beginning to create the state in which you're so connected to the energy of your future. Now think about this. You're so connected to the energy of your future, you're no longer looking for it or waiting for it. You feel like it's already happened. The moment you get upset in traffic, the moment you start judging a coworker, you just disconnected from the energy of your future, and now you're back to the energy of your past. Now, if you tell me it was that person that did it to you, I'd say to you, oh, you're back to the unconscious program of being a victim again. So then the person then goes, oh, when did I fall from you know, that state? When did I lose it? Oh, it happened at 3 o'clock today. The next time that happens, what can I do differently? Now the person's moving through their challenges in their life with coherence, with rhythm. They're starting to begin to make strides and that they're no longer knee-jerking to the people in their life that, that they've used emotionally to reaffirm their identity. Now this is the work because you look around to see if anybody's doing it and you don't see anybody else doing it. It's kind of this kind of lonely moment where you're realizing that I'm the only one doing this. That's that kind of moment that you realize that nobody understands you but you, right? And you can't even ask your friends for their opinion because they're going to give you their opinion based on their own experiences. And it's that kind of moment where you have to draw in all your resources and, and begin to make up your mind. And uh, I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people that have healed themselves from all kinds of health conditions. And one of the most important elements uh, that I see over and over again is when the person said, I just got to this point in my life where I made up my mind. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Claiming he bought it. The whole time it was 
or somebody else. But next bring a real back. He be speaking his mind. That boy with the shit. These rap niggas beautiful. They be ready to kill you over a bitch. Hold up. I come around, niggas go put they hoe up. They ask the question, be shut up and roll up. She eat the dick and she throw up. He try to teach me to blow up. I'm VBS to the flow up. Pick and ring look like a donut. I do this shit for them niggas who solid and free. All them real ones who jelling in bow Damn, they can't do nothing with them. Beefing with who? It ain't nothing with them. I'm hearing the sneak shit. So nothing but big shit. You can get slumped with them. The Draco was under me. That bitch in my lap now. Come and get him. You think I ain't no point. Run up if you won't shoot this bitch through the window. They like, ooh, he violent. They ain't dropping nothing. Ooh, they silent. They making no rumors. Don't nobody believe them. That shit don't surprise me. My side bitch made him. She play a position. Ain't doing no snitching. Remember, I was broke. Now they be like, hell no. Look at Ricky. Don't act like you know a nigga. All them years I did, you ain't wrote a nigga. Don't be speaking on me if you owe a nigga. I'd catch him in traffic and hold a nigga. I put that on my grandmammy. I was gone, but I'm back at it. I ain't cool, I just act happy. Mini Drake, I can backpack it. Say they got a bounty on who? They say they got prices on who head. 32 shots in this Glock 17. And bitch, it'll be 32 dead. On me. I hit that bitch with my foot in her neck. Sleeping on me now, cooking your neck. 30K for a 20 minute set. Put some baguettes in the car to expect. I'm back in. They ain't fuck with me back then. Now they hollering about tap in. I pulled up with a Mac 10. If she give you some pussy and you tell the business, that mean you a rat then. I don't want your bottles, I don't want your weed. Just give me my back ends. I'm going back in. Back in. Peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. You right here on the bottom line. Today is Sunday. You right on the New Evolution Radio Network. What's happening with y'all? Uh, let me. There we go. All right. So we're gonna get right to it tonight. Um, I ain't been on in a couple of weeks. Um, so we're gonna dive right into the information tonight because I want to make sure that we got enough time. A um, couple of things. I got a. I got some. Classes coming up, if you want to attend them, we're going to be doing uh, classes on family trust, trust law. Uh, we're going to be going into that information so I can really show y'all how to dive into that and build your family trust. Um, and, you know, and, and it's going to be crucial information, right? And it's not information that I've went over before. You know, I always try to bring something new. So we're going to be talking about private trust companies. And we're going to be going into the family trust. Um, and I want to make sure that this information is well understood, overstood, understood, all that good shit. Um, because what happens with this information is that um, it can get confusing. It can, um, and it can take a long time for you to implement it properly if you don't have the proper information. So we're going to be doing classes. So if you want to sign up for the classes, I'll have the link up on the website this week. Uh, the classes, they'll be $100 for the seat, um, and we'll do the $100. We'll, we'll cover you for both classes, all right? Um, and we'll do two classes um, in the month, uh, actually this month. So we'll do we'll do one class on the 16th, and we'll do another class on the 30th, all right? It'll be about an hour-long class, um, and we'll be going into family trust. So this way you can... Get all the information to get your family trust going. This is a wealth building tool. That's why I'm doing it, right? To help people with wealth building. All right. So, 
Um, if you know anybody that needs to hear this, make sure that they tune in tonight. Hit them up. Tell them to tune in. We're going to be going into this tonight. So a family trust refers to uh, a type of discretionary trust, which is basically set up to manage assets, right? And so what we're dealing with is the management of your assets. So family trusts are vehicles uh, for the protection of your family assets, right? And they basically help to employ a, a tax uh, minimization, if you will, right? So they help you to minimize your tax. So commonly, uh, people would use family trust to arrange family affairs. Family trust um, basically would place an obligation on the trustee, whoever you pick, basically to hold and then to manage the assets on behalf of whoever the beneficiaries are, right? So this method of, of structuring um, financial freedom, if you will, it basically removes assets from ownership of the individual, right, and it puts it into the family trust. So this can turn impact uh, tax liabilities, um, income that's derived from the trust, all this can then be distributed to your beneficiaries. All right, so we're going to deal with this tonight, and we're giving you a, a preface of what we're going to be dealing with in the webinar. And it's really a class. I don't even want to call it a webinar. It's more of a class that we're going to do um, because we're going to do this one a little differently than how we normally do our webinars. But um, I want to make sure that this information is, is fully understood. So there's there's some private family trust advantages that we need to talk about as we jump right into this. So the first advantage of the private family trust is that a permanent trustee um, can adapt to change in family dynamics, right? So basically, um, as opposed to an individual trustee, right, which a lot of times present, uh, it presents a succession concern, right? So when somebody passes, it's like, who does it go to? So a, a permanent trustee for a family trust uh, really keeps things in line. It keeps things moving, right? And so and family trusts are really crucial. They're important to set up, right? No matter, you know, your family just got, you know, a couple of small properties or whether you, you got, you know, millions and millions of dollars in the bank, right? So the second thing is consistency and continuity of a trustee, right, that is knowledgeable about the family, right? So you need to know... You need to know your family, right? And, it, you know, it's interesting because the the private family trust serves as a trustee, and the board of directors includes several uh, trust advisors, right? And, you know, that's important, right? If you think about, like, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and things like that, they have trust advisors. They have a board of advisors, and that's really how family trusts are set up. Ideally, it's... It, it deals with uh, different ages, tenures, things like that, but it preserves an advantageous institutional memory. Okay, and I'll say it again: it preserves an advantageous institutional memory to have a board of directors. Okay, the third thing is the enhanced flexibility and the control over the decision making. So families can choose board members. They can draft policies. They can draft procedures. They can structure the organization how they want to. Um, 
you know, to, to suit basically any need that the family has, right? They can obtain voting power for important decisions, and then they can arrange the distribution process how they want. Now, this could be a dangerous thing because if you don't choose, excuse me, if you don't choose the correct board, you can end up having some issues. So I always suggest that, you know, if you're going to have your family members as, as your board, um, then they have to be people who you can trust, people that are reliable, niggas that's not going to steal, right? people who, who you know are good with money, who are good with bookkeeping, uh, who who are, are good with taking notes, people who are generally just reliable, good people, right? People who operate with a conscience, okay? Now, the, the ability to contribute to the investment and the asset management process uh, through the participation um, on the investment side is really important. So families can be more involved okay, in the drafting of the investment, the asset management, the portfolio, the policies, the procedures, all that good stuff. So this level of involvement is unlike that of a traditional trustee, right? So when we talk about uh, express trust, those operate a little bit differently than private family trust. Right, because the level of involvement is different. Okay, now, and that's number four. So number five would be acting through directors, officers, um, errors, omissions, insurance providers, increased liability protection for decision makers, things like that. So in addition, uh, you have states that regulate these things. It's more difficult to pierce the corporate veil. Now you can set up private family trust that are foreign. Okay. It's like you can set them up that are domestic and we'll get more into that in the actual class that we're doing. Um, you know, and like I said, it's well worth it if you take the time to set it up and to learn about it. And it like I said, it is a wealth building tool. People set up, you know, a lot of times we think, well, we I want to set up my trust so I can um, get out of the system. But in reality, people set up people don't set up trust just for that reason. People set up trust for the management of wealth and assets and for things to to flow from one generation to the next seamlessly, right? And so this way whatever you you know, if you leave something behind for your kids or your grandkids, right, it's not stolen. Your legacy is is not stolen. Um, you know, far too many times you know, in the in the community, you know, the inner cities and, and black communities, legacies are, are either stolen by family members or there is no legacy because nothing was left behind. So this information is gonna help us to get to that point, right? And you know, don't get me wrong, this this don't just apply to black folks, this applies to white folks, this applies to you know, to this applies to Moors, this applies to to Asians, it, it applies to Africans, it applies it applies to everybody. This information. Okay, so it's not biased. Right? So the next thing that you need to know is that better decision making with respect to closely held and family owned assets, right, by involving multiple trusted advisors, including lawyers, accountants, okay, investment managers, and others who are intimately familiar with family assets. Is important. Okay, so you want people who 
not only have your best interest at hand, but people who are familiar with how the assets work. Right? You don't just want to hire someone who's not familiar with the assets. Right? And that's how, a lot of times, that's how people get that shit stolen. Okay? Um, so the next thing would be greater control over the trustees' fees, um, the cost to ownership, the involvement, the decision making, all of that good stuff. Okay? The next thing is the enhanced privacy. So your family would essentially have more control over the private family trust and the disbursement of information. And a large institution is not involved in the day-to-day administration. It's your family that is, right? And there are fewer people who can pry into the family issues and concerns and things like that. And then in addition, some states even have laws that essentially would reflect your concern for privacy. Like in South Dakota, for example, um, has a total seal forever upon filing all of your trust documents. So everything is sealed. That's why a lot of people go to South Dakota because the shit's sealed. Now, the interesting thing, like if you look at really big families, like for instance, if you look at the, um, it's the uh, the Saudi royal family over in Saudi Arabia, right? They went and bought a bunch of paintings, and I think they got like a Michelangelo painting. And one of the things that they did with the painting was that they bought the painting, and they, they first they were going to put it up for people to see it, but they just took it and put it in their family archive, right, on, you know, in the home. Um, and so nobody's able to get information about the asset now because it's no longer a public asset. It's now a private asset, and the family purchased the asset, something like $100 million or something like that. So the enhanced privacy of family trust is really important. Now, the next thing is the ability to integrate the next generation and administration of the family enterprise. Right. So this means that you now get to involve people in your family. You you can start teaching family trust to the youth. Right. And, and through involvement, like board meetings, uh, committee, uh, decision making processes, things like that. This level of involvement is basically unlike that of a traditional trustee situation because the family involvement, right, in a traditional situation is typically limited. So in this situation, it's not limited, right? You 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 have the ability now to put people on in the family because families that utilize a family office structure are well equipped to transition to a private family trust structure. So the families can then choose long-time trust advisors, basically people who they trust, to run the private family trust company, okay? So the, the private family trust company is it, it is essentially the meat and the potatoes of, of family trust. So um, Jay-Z, the rapper and the entrepreneur, right, he's got a net worth of, of over $500 million, right? And he shares the same goal. Um, you know, of people who are trust settlers, right, who undoubtedly um, are obviously less lyrically inclined, uh, but they want to preserve wealth for generations. So an estate planner uh, was tasked with keeping the client's wealth flourishing over a certain amount of time, right, has a lot of tools to accomplish. And the most common arrangement is an array of trusts with uh, peculiar names, right? And so you'll see stuff like, C-Lad uh, or, or, or Q-Tip, things like that, right? But until recently, 
uh, only two options existed to manage these trusts, right? And those were hire either a corporate trustee like a bank or a trust company or an individual trustee such as a family member or a trusted <coughs> professional advisor, okay? But then you have to ask yourself, what about the ultra-wealthy families that seek ultimate flexibility, privacy, and control, okay? So this is where the private family trust company comes in. These have become um, – some of the most popular estate planning tools for for people who have massive amounts of wealth. So a private trust company or family trust company serves as an umbrella trustee for family trust. So they're true to their name, right? They, they don't provide fiduciary services for the general public, but they only deal with a group of family members or affiliated parties. Okay? So, and, you know, believe me when I tell you that there's some really high net worth individuals out here, and there are people who are richer than trillionaires. You have quads, right? You have to go look that up, right? People who, who have massive amounts of wealth. So private trust companies are really crucial when it comes down to this. So the tax implications um, on this particular vehicle are still really not set in stone. Right, because practitioners can likely avoid adverse tax consequences through careful governance and structuring of the actual trust itself. Okay, so the the, the private trust company, um, you know, and we talk about the nuts and the bolts of the private trust company. Um, it will begin um, and end with family, right? So. You know, you have to ask yourself the question, should I, or rather my client, right, depending upon, because, you know, it, it depends upon your position, right? Are you the trustee? Are you setting up the trust? Is it your trust? Right? So, um, should you start your own private trust company? You know, these are the things that you have to ask yourself. So, the the, the history of private trust and we, we got to go back and you go back into the late 19th century and early 20th centuries and you deal with wealthy families these families begin using private trust companies to fulfill their wealth preservation goals right so these private trust companies essentially were organized as state chartered and state regulated banks and then they were thereby governed under the same rules as public trust companies right so although private trust companies still operate this way today they organize in at least some states right under their own strict set of rules okay so some of the largest and most uh, 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 vulnerable trust companies started as private trust companies so in 1853 we had four families that founded what is now the u.s trust as a private trust company so this eventually began serving public interest and then it evolved into a mega corporate trustee that it is today they call this uh, northern trust company you may have heard of it or some people call it the Besmer trust company right and they have collectively 1.5 trillion dollars in trust assets under management right now today that's a lot of money under trust management so they started as a private trust company founded by uh, Phipps and Smith families okay so Although a number of, of private trust companies currently in operation is unknown, the increased passage of private tr uh, trust company legislation 
suggests that the trend is growing. More people are setting up private trusts, even if you're not a trillionaire. So, and you know, 2009, they did a survey. And when they did this survey, there were 58 regulated private trust companies in 2009, right? Currently, South Dakota is home to the highest number of regulated private trust companies uh, with 28 of them. Okay? So the, the question that people should be asking themselves is, should your family go private? So, and as a consideration, right, only families with substantial wealth should really consider private trust companies due to the complications and expenses of forming um, and operating them, right? And, and, and I say that because, you know, if, if your family is not put together in the sense of, hey, we are a collective, we're working together, we got a mutual benefit, then what's the point? Right, so most likely, most people who put together these type of trusts are really rich families. But there's no reason that you can't put this type of trust together, you know, if you have the intention of getting there. You know, sometimes you got to build the house. Excuse me, uh, and let me rephrase that: you you got to lay the brick by brick to build the house before you can live in it. Okay, so you know, just keep that in mind. But there are some advantages of, of a private trust company, and we'll go over some of these advantages, right? And the the private trust company is a vehicle, right? So it offers a lot of advantages for families with long-term estate planning goals. And, and in addition to increased privacy, flexibility, uh, control, which is compared to traditional trustees, a private trust company also provides what we call intangible benefits, right? So basically it deals with promoting family leadership, secession, uh, family cohesion, keeping, keeping people together, right? And, and intergenerational cultural secession. So a private trust company facilitates both simplified trustee secession and enriched financial wealth secession. Okay. So private trust company can serve as the administrative center of your family business or the family seat. So you get a seat at the table. Okay. Like I said, so many times, you know, somebody passes and, and people get written out of their will in the family or, or you don't get a seat at the table. Right. People write you out. A family trust helps keep that from happening. Board of trustees helps to keep that from happening. Because everybody knows what's going on, right? So a centralized, interactive um, base of financial operations can then encourage the participation of the younger generations, okay, in, in their own investment and in their own entrepreneurial activities, right? And it provides a, a financial reproduction for the family. So you think about um, the Rothschilds, right? The Rothschilds have a bank, and everybody in the family is allowed to dip into the bank and take out a loan. You can take out, if you're in a Rothschild family, you are allowed to take a loan out from the bank. And it's a substantial loan, right? So the only the only thing about it is that in order for you to keep that credit good, you have to pay back the bank, which is your family. You have to pay them back, and then you always have credit to access capital. Right? So it's a family bank, and that's, that's what keeps this big trust going like the Rothschilds Trust. So 
so the older generations can educate the younger generations on wealth preservation, consistent with the family's philosophy, right, on how to spend and invest the money. Okay? So when you talk about private trust companies, these essentially can provide experience to, to the younger generation, and this is how we create family legacies. Okay? This is how you create a legacy in your family. So for those that are interested in participating in investment decisions, right, uh, family members, you know, they can serve on the investment committee, right, which is basically responsible for the financial management of the trust assets. And we'll go over how to set all of this up when we do the class. So this option basically will provide the opportunity for uh, people in your family who are less experienced members to learn the ropes of Asset management while they're still subject to the oversight of other committee members. You see what I'm saying? So the, the family members' participation in the investment and decisions through the membership on the investment committee, right? If, if you structure it properly, it's not going to jeopardize things like spendthrift protection, taxes. Uh, benefits, irrevocable trust, even your express trust, right, under the private trust company umbrella. So all this really can go under the umbrella. And I'll go into that more in the class on how to create the umbrella. Okay? So a private trust company essentially can merge with an existing family office, and then it can consolidate nearly all family operations under one roof. So, So then you can essentially... Uh, work this from the aspect of hey we, we got an umbrella you know this this trust owns this it owns this this and this so the trust owns you know 20 businesses you know and each business is owned by the trust it's partnership we got a board of directors that run them right so then you don't have to hire um, you know for every corporation that you make you don't have to hire a board of directors because the family is the board of directors so a family's office uh, business is basically running the family itself. A private trust company's business is running the family trust. See, so when you combine two entities, basically you offer the ultimate in private wealth services. Right? So, I mean, this, this, is, this is big business, right? Private trust companies offer, um, they offer families of higher level of control, right? Flexible governance structures, things like that. And like I said, this is information for everybody. You know, it, it doesn't matter to me what walk of life you come from, but this information is for everybody. And it, it needs to be heard, and people need to take it seriously, especially if you are, um, if if you're looking at building wealth. Right. This is a wealth building tool. This ain't. This is not. This information ain't about going sovereign and you know and coming out of the system. This, this. This is. This is wealth building. This is true commerce here. Right. And so, you know, there, there's a there's a space for uh, for trust when it comes to uh, freedom. Right. But this is the space for financial freedom. So a private trust company offers. Greater investment discretion right, over traditional trustees and traditional trust, right? And this will encourage um, you being more flexible. Right? So 
when we talk about this, you know, the, there's the fundamental standards of fiduciary conduct always apply to a private trust company. So basically while serving trustees uh, during trust administration, the more lax business judgment rule that governs the investment decisions, board of trustees, board of directors, all that stuff. So for the business judgment rule to apply uh, to a decision made by the board, the judgment must have been made. The directors have to be informed, right? They have to have informed themselves with respect to the decision to the extent that it's reasonably believed to be appropriate under the circumstance. And the decision must have been made in subjective good faith. So there's that good faith that we always talk about because the directors must must not have a financial interest in the subject matter. And this is a lot of times why if you create a family trust and you got enough money in your family trust, you hire people outside the family to be on the board. But you know, they, you know, they interested to get paid. It's not the field. You know what I'm saying? My bad, guys. Got some chicken here. <laughs> All right, so understanding that we understand that the ben- the benefit of uh, business judgment rule is that the liability of the board members is limited to the company's capital in the absence of uh, criminal or reckless conduct because you don't want to hire people who's going to be reckless. All right? When you do this type of stuff, you don't want reckless people around you. You want trustworthy, reliable individuals. Because people get reckless with money. Right? And, and this goes back to what we talked about, um, about being prudent. Prudent investor, right? And so, if you look at, we look at the word prudent, right? And you look at, if you look at a, a legal, legal definition of the word prudent, it's a term that means to use good judgment, to be wise, sensible, um, reasonably cautious, right? And so, if and then if you and we've we've always done this before, but if you look at the term good faith, right? And in good faith definition, good faith means honesty or sincerity, doing things with um, sincerity of intention, right? And that, that's good faith. So when you do things with good faith as a prudent investor, and you've been hired to do it. Um, typically, you you will do things with the proper perspective in mind, right? And so, the the, the benefit of of the business judgment rule is, is that you don't have people who are reckless. Things are done um, according to the operating agreement language in the private family trust company, and then they can further limit liability. So limited liability coupled with a more relaxed standard of review may enable a private trust company to more easily recruit advisors when you have a board. Okay? So as compared with a corporate trustee, a private trust company may be better suited to manage the portfolio, deal with liquidated assets such as real estate, stocks, uh, um, you know, anything really that's a family-owned business. So the, the prudent investor rule, in theory, helps to permit an investment strategy, right, and hold such assets. So 
a corporate trustee may nonetheless choose to diversify the trust assets to avoid any potential liability. And that's the whole point. You, you want to you limit your liability when you're talking about trust and trust assets and things like that. Okay? Like I said, you don't have to have $100 million in the bank. Right? Your family could could ideally start with a hundred thousand dollars. Right? You know, and and you could say, All right, we're gonna manage the hell out of this hundred thousand dollars and you know, we're gonna we're gonna be our own board of trustees and we'll build this up until we get to the point where as a family we, we don't wanna do it anymore because we've accumulated enough assets and then we can bring people in. Right? Who would be willing uh, because you don't you know, now they're they have an interest as prudent investors or whatever to help us manage and run this thing. Okay. So in states that basically authorize private trust companies, there there is an application or a registration fee, right? And a lot of times they charge anywhere from five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. So the the states require a minimum capital contribution. Okay. But sometimes the contribution can be lo- as low as a hundred thousand, and it can go up to five hundred thousand. So such costs are higher for regulated or licensed private trust companies. Okay, so you have to really take this into consideration when you're setting up a family trust. Because you we can set up private family trusts that are non domestic, that are not statutory, or you can do them that are statutory. The choice is yours. You have that option. But you need to know the differences and that's something else that we'll go over in the class on the sixteenth. Okay. So operating a private trust company, is, it, it could be expensive. And so the, the, the cost to run a private trust company include uh, paying a skilled team of advisors, right, outside advisors. Okay, um, So this can consist of uh, certified public accountants, attorneys, uh, estate planning professionals, investment advisors. Okay, So the the key personnel could cause a disruption in operation and leadership if you're not careful. And this is why it's really crucial to make sure that you have the right people in place when you're doing this. So the operation of a private trust company will generate significant uh, soft costs as well. Okay? Family leaders, all of that stuff. Right? So, and here's the thing, and I don't know if people ever really thought about this, but a private trust, private family trust company can also become a lending company. So then you can get into the lending game, and you can you can do uh, what's what's called collateral lending, right? And that's that's one of the ways that your family can keep money flowing in, right? And keep money working for you. Become a lender, okay? So when you have day-to-day management of the enterprises, including the supervising of the employees. And then people who are attending the meetings and then the family minutes and people making elections and things like that, it helps the your family trust to run more smoothly. What's happening, everybody in the chat? What's going on? Right. So private trust companies are generally under the oversight of a state agency, except for the fact that if you do it non-domestic, the way that we're going to teach in the webinar, okay? Like I said, it's a two-part class. So the way that we're going to teach that in the class, it's going to help you to decide whether or not you want to put that under a state regulation, which means that you have to account for certain things, or you can do it privately. Your choice, right? And that's the beauty of these type of vehicles is that it's private. It allows you 
um, it can be private. It will allow you to structure it how you choose to. So businesses kept more in-house in the private trust company as compared to a uh, corporate trustee, right? Because there can be a loss of confidentiality, um, regulatory filings, all types of shit, right? And so, you know, if you keep things in-house, if you keep it in the family, things run more smooth when you do that. Okay? So the information, um, and when people, you know, we talk about leaking stuff to employees and stuff like that, and having people sign non-disclosures and things like that, that shit gets it gets a little it gets kind of prudent to make sure that you have the right people around. Okay. So, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this, and then we'll jump to the call lines if you want to um, take some calls. Um, but when, when we talk about forming a private trust company, right? You have to weigh the advantages against the disadvantages and you didn't have to decide if going private is the right route for you. Right? Because family has some important decisions to make. You know, when you talk about going private as a family trust. So the jurisdiction in which to establish the private trust company also needs to be chosen, right? Are we gonna put it uh in the US jurisdiction? We're gonna put it in a private jurisdiction, we're going to put it in a foreign jurisdiction, or we're going to put it in in South Dakota versus putting it in Georgia, or, or California versus New York, or Missouri versus Kansas. That you know, these are important things to think about, right? And based on these considerations, some of the most common jurisdictions that people choose for private trust companies are Alaska, Delaware, Nevada, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Tennessee. In Wyoming, right? Why? Because of the, the the way that the privacy is structured, and then the taxes and things like that. So the family has to decide how to structure this private trust company, not only for smooth operation and effective leadership, but also for tax consequences. Because you need to know how taxes operate. Okay. So when you choose a jurisdiction, families basically. Uh, they, they they consider a state with a generous rule against perpetuities. They call it RAP. So let's wrap the rule against perpetuities, right? And th- this regime, right, and it deals with no state income taxes. Okay, so you want to know you want to learn how to wrap? That's what wrapping is, <laughs> right? So for the generation skipping transfers, um, you have to have a Settler that is tax minded. You need a settler that knows how to rap, right? Friendly, friendly states, and that's why I mentioned Jay Z when we first started talking about this, right? Because we want to talk about rappers. That's what a rapper is. Rapper is somebody who understands the rule against perpetuities, and Jay Z understands that, right? Because they have a family trust. That's, you don't get to be a billionaire, right? Through selling. Uh, Seven CDs. Okay, so you know we think about property and property value and things like that. Um, the the allocation, right, has to be sufficient enough to cover the initial property value. So when we talk about things between three hundred and sixty and a thousand years, depending upon the jurisdiction, outside the reach of a transfer tax, right? Somebody who understands perpetuities is important. Uh, and we, like I said, we'll, I'll, I will go further into these things in the class that we do on the 16th. 
to, to help y'all understand better how to structure these things, right? Because you can structure these on your own, right? And, and that's the beauty. The education um, and the structuring is the least expensive of these things. It, it is the implementation and having the money on hand to, to make things happen, right, over generations. That's important because the, the landscape, when we talk about taxes, the, the landscape of the jurisdiction should weigh heavy in the choice of whether to start your private trust company or not. Okay? So when we talk about states that, that don't levy taxes, income taxes on the trust, you can look at states like Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington State, Wyoming State. Okay? And so – you know, luckily for families who are interested in going private, all of these states have passed legislation that authorize private trust companies. So five of the states, Alaska, Florida, Nevada, uh, South Dakota, and Wyoming, um, have either abolished the RAP, right, um, or they offer vesting periods over th- a 360-year period, right? And and this is this is how people, you know, people like Jeff Bezos and, you know, Bill Gates and all these guys structure their family trust. I mean, this is crucial. They, they, these guys are really prudent investors, as well as, you know, when we talk about progressive, uh, and they use the UCC. They use the UTC, too. UTC is the Uniform Trust Code, if you don't know. Okay, so the, the ideal combination Offers, you know, diversification, portfolio, all that type of stuff, right? So families with multi-generational wealth and state planning goals, right, will choose a jurisdiction that essentially provides um, some type of flexible uh, benefit, if you will, right? Because people want shit that's more relaxed, right? They, they want to be able to control their money how they want to control it. Okay. So state law governs liability of private trust companies, and, and its directors should essentially uh, choose the factors into its decision. So, you know, if we go back over one of the things I talked about when we first had to start having this conversation tonight, is I told you that the ability to contribute to investment and asset management right, through participation of the investment committee that you choose is important. Okay, because families can be more involved in the drafting and the investment of your assets and the management policies and the procedures, right? So as a family, you sit down and say, hey, you know, we, we're not in any of the states that essentially offer um, a, a lesser tax liability. So maybe, maybe we move there as a family. Maybe we hire our board members in that state, right? So, you know, you, you have to look at things like this. Like I said, and, you know, this conversation can be had for people who got real serious duckies, people who got some serious bread put away. But if you don't, that's cool, too, because the actual private trust company laws in each state are, of course, uh, major factors. But you can start small, right? Because the most dynamic statutes, essentially, Authorize both regulated and unregulated trust companies in order to meet uh, the needs of families looking to go private. 
because that's what that's essentially what a private trust company is. It's going private. Okay, so families should examine the applicable statutes in that state that you live in if you want to set it up. If you're in Missouri, look at that. Look at these laws. If you're in, in, in Nevada or Georgia or wherever the hell you are, you've got to look at your laws. Because private trust companies were originally organized as state chartered banks. Okay, so, so this takes us into the conversation of the family bank. See, with this type of conversation and what I'm really teaching you and in the webinar, what you learn and grasp family trust, what you're really learning is how to become a banker, how to become a bank. That's what private trust was set up for. Right? So a lot of the banks that you bank at today that have been around a hundred years, they started off as family banks. So if you look at today, right, a, a private trust company can either be uh, lightly regulated as a, as compared with the level of regulation of banks, right, and public trust companies are unregulated. So a regulated private trust company is organized under its own state charter and is subject to state supervision and regulatory requirements. But an unregulated private trust company, on the other hand, operates under relatively little or no state legislation. So then, so then the question is, is how are they operating? They're operating under the trust indenture, the trust agreement, right? So a regulated private trust company is organized under its own state charter. An unregulated private trust company, on the other hand, right, it, it deals with a small subset of states explicitly that authorize both regulated and unregulated private trust companies. So now we're talking about how to become a bank. Everybody want to know how to be a bank. See, I got the manual. I, I, literally, I got a manual on how to create a bank, right? And creating a bank is really not as hard as you think, right? But there's two types of banks. There's banks that – there's private banks, and then there's public banks, right? And this is why they have wealth management at certain banks, right? And if you have a family bank, your family trust can use its assets to, to create more assets, and you can do collateralized lending. Sorry, and your family, your family can be a bank on itself. So you want to ride around the country in private jets, right? You you want to live that life? That's how you do it, right? You you, you want to sit at the board at the board meeting and have minutes and shit like that and do real business with the big boys? You create a family trust. The trust becomes the bank. See, a regulated private trust company must also maintain minimum capital. So this typically ranges from like 200000 up to $2 million. So state regulators essentially require bonds, and then they want you to have insurance. You understand? Because that's a state-regulated trust. But when you talk about going private in a family trust that is private, like truly private, you operate now from a different perspective. Okay? So a regulated private trust company has to establish a formalized risk management system. Okay? So the system includes policies, procedures, bylaws, annual reportings, 
uh, bookkeeping, record keeping. You understand? Okay? Because a regulated private trust company is subject to annual state audits and then other examinations and, expe- uh, and, and, and inspections. You understand? So, so even though you know some of the confidentiality can be lost, okay. When you deal with the state, state agencies basically, you know, sometimes they keep some of your stuff private, sometimes they don't. But let me say this. If if you got ten people in your family, right? And let's just do the math here, right? If you do ten and you divide ten by two hundred thousand, okay. Twenty thousand dollars a person. Right? You guys can come up with twenty thousand dollars a person in your family. You guys can now create a family trust that becomes a bank, and then guess what? You can take half of that and begin to lend it out. So now the family becomes a, a private lender, and you have to get now. Let, let me let me make sure I clarify this because you can't just start lending money out. You can't. You, you can do it, you know, the old school way, just send money out on the books. Or you can get with a real collateralized lending firm, right? Or, or you can become one yourself, and you guys can begin to lend out money. Same, just what, what do you think payday loan companies are? They're banks. That's what payday loan companies are. They, they are a form of a bank. Okay? So some people argue that, um, you know, regulated private trust companies, right, with extra bells, whistles, state supervision, and all that, provide a, a greater amount of legitimacy, right, and particularly with the tax-sensitive issues, okay, and liability protection, and all that stuff, right, um, and, and it also, some people say, it makes piercing the corporate veil more difficult, okay, but what we're talking about here is dealing with a family trust that keeps shit completely private. Okay? So you can have the, the option. And, and if it was me, right, and, and I was making the decision, I would make the decision to have both. We would be completely private, and we would have a, a private family trust that operates within the state in order to, to decrease our tax liabilities, Okay, and then move things over into the private as we chose. Walmart did it. I'll say it again. Walmart did it. Walmart set up a family trust. Walmart's been around all these years, and it wasn't until I started teaching trust, what, two years ago, three years ago, that Walmart actually, Walmart, it was when we set up Express Trust. Walmart went and put all their money into a family trust. I think I did a, a thing about it. They moved like 300 Three, four hundred million, maybe more than that, into a family trust. So, families that are looking for private trust companies typically uh, will, will will form more quickly and cheaply because they don't need a state charter. They got reduced capital requirements. You understand? So, you know, they don't got to deal with the state. So, the question is: Is do you want to be regulated, or do you not want to be regulated? Right? Walmart didn't want to be regulated, so they put all their shit into a family trust. So operating a private family trust under little or no regulatory oversight, it can be a little risky. Because then you got to make sure that you account for everybody in your 
uh, on your staff and make sure that they're prudent. And if you're just joining us, prudent is a a, a, ter- a legal term, and it means to somebody to hire somebody who's got good judgment, somebody that's wise and that's sensible and that's uh, reasonably cautious, somebody who ain't gonna go and and fuck up the bag, right? We don't need you fumbling the bag, right? And that happens, right? You know, small amounts of money that happens sometimes. You know, if you don't have prudent investors, people who who legitimately have enough knowledge, right? I've even been there before, right? And, I, and I'm not afraid to tell you there were points in time I didn't have enough knowledge, right? And that's okay because what happens is is that the more knowledge you get, the better that you get at managing assets, the better that you get at, at asset protection, the better that you get at, at being a prudent investor, right? So then you could do things with clean hands and good faith, and you don't have to worry about fumbling the bag. Now, I got a great book that y'all need to get, and it's called The Executive's Handbook. Okay? Um, and I will make some of that stuff in there available when we do the webinar. The webinar, we're going to be doing a two-part class, all right? $100. Okay? Sign up for the class. Um, I'll have the link up this week. Class will be on the 16th, which is as a Tuesday evening. Okay? It'll be about an hour, two-hour long class, all right? And we're going to dive into how to do some of this stuff, all right? Because we won't be able to get it all done in one class, all right? Because there's so much information. I mean, there's a ton of information because a family trust has to decide the type of entity to operate. So we're going to help you to decide that. So we're going to move beyond the veil of just your personal private trust, and now we're looking at it for the family because because – it's one thing to have yourself secured, but what about the family? Right? You can't build wealth by yourself. You have to do it with your family. Now, you can you can get rich by yourself, no problem. But keeping that riches going into a a wealth building model, you have to have a family. I'll say it again, you have to have a family. I don't care what your family looks like, but you gotta have a family, right? This is why, you know, people harp on, you know, I have no problem with the alphabet community, right? I mean, the LGBT community, I got a problem with them. But my my thing is that in order for us to have sequential wealth, wealth that goes on for generations to come, we have to have babies. We gotta have men and women create making babies, right? Because we gotta be able to pass that information on to the babies. You dig what I'm saying? We have to pass the information on. So I got no problem, you know. And, and this, like I said, this information is good for everybody, but we gotta be able to pass the wealth on. And it's a wealth of knowledge that's available to us. So when we talk about this, and we talk about tax considerations. And board of trustees and all of that, right? You you have to form a structure that will enable this information to be passed along. So in in fifty years, everything that you did today don't go away. That shit's still relevant fifty years from now. Why? Because your family is still building on the wealth. So we took a hundred thousand. We started lending it out. We turned that into a million. We took the other hundred thousand, put it in real estate. We turned that into ten million. We took ten million 
and and a million. We got eleven million dollars, and we done turned eleven million dollars over the course of fifty years into a hundred million dollars. So who 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 gets to take the hundred million dollars and keep investing it? It's got to be done in a family trust. This is why you have a board of directors. Okay. Now, and I'll, and I'll bring this back up, right? If you know people who were in those communities, right? Um, you, you you have to realize that, um, you know, some of these people, you know, they got families too. So there's no reason that they can't build wealth as well. And, and believe it or not, some of these, these some of those people are the most wealthiest people on the planet today. Right? Don't think that they're not. This is why you'll see uh, a lot of these men who are who are that wealthy, and they'll just get a wife, right? And they'll have kids to to keep their lineage going, right? So we we got to make sure that we understand how that works too. So you know, like I said, and, and this is this is no, um, you know, I'm not taking jabs at no communities. I just want people to be aware of how these things work. Um, you know. No, no matter what community you're in, because the reality is is that we have to start building wealth, especially in the inner city black communities. Uh, you know, whether you call yourself a Moor, whether you call yourself African American, whether you're Hispanic, whatever your nationality is, we gotta start building some wealth, and we can become family banks. Okay, we can we can do that. All right, and so um, understanding how to properly plan estates. Okay. We'll 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 dive into that as well uh in the class and show you how to do estate planning. Okay. Alright, so we'll take a quick break um and then we'll come back. If you wanna holler at me, press one, get yourself in, man. We we here, we live, we right here on the bottom line. Alright, today is Sunday. I'm gonna bring back some Friday shows too. Brother asked me about that. I'll um, be coming back with those soon. All right. So um, keep it locked, man. We'll come right back with some final thoughts. And uh, if you got some questions, go ahead and raise your hand now. We'll be right back. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good. So good. I feel nice, the sugar is fine, I feel nice, the sugar is fine, so nice, so nice, I got you. Thank you. 
things can get you through this, man. That's patience and persistence. We all aspire. We all have the same emotions. You know, no matter who you are, where you're from, we all have the same emotions. You know, we all want to be successful. You know, we all have the same fears of failure. We all have, you know, uh, you know, this uh, feelings of abandonment. We all, you know, want love have uh, such a strong belief in yourself that you can quiet out all the outside noise because that's, you're going to need that on every step of the way. There are people that, that are projecting their fears and their um, shortcomings and failures on you and you have to be very careful you know, with that. People telling you can't do that. Why can't I? because they may have tried or they don't believe that they can do it. And it's not really about you. It's about what they feel and their uh, fear inside. So you have to be strong enough and resilient to believe in whatever it is you're trying to do. My uncle, he was telling me, like, I'm never going to... My uncle said I never sold a million records. I sold a million records like a million times. Are you crazy? How are you going to do that? How? You know, I'm sure there's things I do now that he, he can't believe that I was able to accomplish. He couldn't even see it at the time. Mm. So he was just projecting from his fears on me. Lock my body, can't trap my mind. Easily explain why we adapt to crime. I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. That's how we on it. And you got to understand the reason, right? Why does that guy think like that? Right? How do, how do you arrive at that point? You got to also look at that. You have to look at that. You got to look at the environments and places we live in and how things are set up and how things are structured and how we're always the last on the totem pole, even from our school and to our roads to, you know, everything that, we, that all the obstacles that's placed in front of us. Even our living conditions. You live in a project. Someone lives here, 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 and here. You know, you have to deal with all these different type of personalities. You have, you're in the box. Someone's above you, below you, to the right of you, and to the left of you. And every day you have to manage that circle. So, live, that's like living dormant. Life is about balance, right? You have to have some type of balance. You have, like, time for work and it's time for play. And if you don't allow these two things to coexist, you have an imbalance.
people look at you strange saying you changed like you worked that hard to stay the same like you're doing all this for a reason and what happens most of the time people change people change around you because they start treating you different because of your success so you are changing you don't change who you are the core of who you are the things you believe the things you love and the things you die for and your principles you don't change that but you're going to change who you are you're going to change you know you can't do the same things that you can't hang on the corner. Be true to yourself. You know, it sounds like a, a very simple thing to do, but it's not. It's not simple to do with all the pressures to succeed and all the pressures to, once you succeed, to stay there. You have a belief in yourself, and, some, and sometimes, in most cases, it's almost a naivete about who you are and what you can contribute to, um, to the game belief in oneself and knowing who you are, I mean, that's the foundation of everything great. Everything in life is for your greater good, no matter how difficult it is at the time, everything is for your greater good. It's just clearing you out so you can receive your blessings, even a tough time, even a tough time is, a, is, is used for us to grow, for us to go through things so when, when the good times come, we really appreciate it, but you got to just believe everything is for your greatest good. And anything you want in life, you just got to set your attention. When you set your attention, that powerful, with wrong, every single person in here, with that powerful as you being, if you set your attention and you believe that shit with your whole soul, 100% is going to happen for you. I promise you that. And I'm not saying that because I'm ready to get some book. I'm saying that because I'm standing on the stage tonight. I'm from the bottom. I'm from the bug. I'm from Marquee Projects. I'm from Beverly Stuyvesant from Brooklyn, New York City. And I'm on the stage here tonight doing what I love to do in front of all those beautiful people. That's because I set my attention. On my first album, I was saying, who's the best MC? I was telling you, I was coming. It's the adventure trip to black nigga when you find a It's a two-part class, all right? So pay for one part and get it on the second part, all right? Um, I'll have a link up this week on makemorecommerce.com. Sign up. It's only 100 bucks for a class. Really cheap price, all right? And I'm doing it I'm doing it like that for a reason. Not, not because the information is worth less or nothing like that, but I'm trying to make it more affordable for people. All right, um, and and I really want people to get the information because this is about wealth building, right? So when we go through this information, and I show you 
how to set up this private family trust, right? And I'll give you this information. We cannot discuss this information without talking about the fact that this information essentially leads to creating a private bank, right? And um, I mentioned it briefly before we went to break, but what is a private bank, right? We know that a bank is a financial institution, right, where you can make deposits and you can take out loans. And I told you about how the Rothschilds did that, right, and and that's how – they keep it going is they let their family members take out loans and they charge you interest and you pay your own family back you pay back your family back right and and, and so when banks are successful they make good profits they charge more in interest on the loan than they will pay an in interest on money in a savings or a checking account right so this is how banks make money so they charge a, a much higher amount to borrow a dollar um then you know then they pay you basically to borrow one of your dollars so, for example, the, the current interest rate paid to you on your savings is like 0.1%, right? It's like less than nothing. So the current interest that they charge you, right, when, when you use their money is anywhere between 4 to 6%, and that's for a home equity loan or, or 8 to 21% on a credit card when you use other people's money, right? So what what, what kind of return? Is the bank getting on your money, right? We, if we keep it simple, if a bank pays you 1% interest, right, not on the current 0.1%, right, um, but they charge you 4% interest on the money that they loan you, they make a 400% return on a dollar. Do y'all understand what kind of return that is? So when we talk about becoming – a family trust, you are essentially setting yourself up to become a family bank. Talk about black-owned banks, right? Minority-owned banks, Native American banks, Moorish-owned banks, whatever title you want to use. This is what we're talking about. You ever seen the movie The Banker? Go watch it. Go watch why they wouldn't allow, at that point in time, these men to become banks. Or to, right? I mean, they had to use a white boy just to, you know, in order for them to get into the gang. They had to teach the white boy everything that they knew, right, and have him become their mouthpiece. Now, in real dollars, this is how it works, and so we'll keep it simple, right? If you save $100 in the bank, so in effect, you, you're loaning your money to the bank, they pay you 1% or a dollar, okay? So you're basically loaning your money to the bank. Why are you not charging them interest? That's another conversation. But you decide to borrow $100, and then they charge you 4% or $4 in interest, okay, which is $4 dividend by a dollar equals $4. Right? So this converts to a return of 400% for the bank. So you can imagine what this return is when the bank is actually paying you 0.01%, right? Like, I mean, that's crazy. The math is crazy. So private family banking, and this is why private banking is, is, so, is so crucial, right? Private family banking is a system where you save money, okay, in mutually traded whole life insurance companies instead of in a bank. So the insurance company is your bank. 
They pay you a guaranteed rate of interest, much higher than you would earn in higher interest like a suit, like a CD or savings or whatever, right? And then they pay out what they call non-guaranteed dividends based on annual performance. So it's worth noting that the mutual whole life insurance companies have paid out dividends for over 100 years. So if you need a loan, it's a private contract between you and your insurance carrier, not the bank. So the interest rates are typically lower, and then you decide to pay back the stuff in, in your own terms. And, and this is where people do whole life insurance, right? So the private family banking system is a concept that's easy to implement and understand, right? And then it's, it's been successfully proven over time, right? Really hundreds of years, and it provides you whole life insurance as a banking vehicle. So the family essentially uses its own money as a bank. Now that's one way. And when we talk about setting up your family trust, if you decide to use whole life insurance, that's that's good. That's that's a cool way to do it. Right? Collateral lending is another thing to do. Right? So individuals think that life insurance has to do with the death benefit. Mm-mm. See Whole, when we talk about whole life insurance, right? The, the truth of the matter is that it depends on what type of insurance that you buy, right? Because most type of insurance is term life, right? So people people get term life and offers a death benefit to beneficiaries. Policyholder dies within a specified time period. Policyholder is still surviving uh, at the end of the term. The policy is canceled, and then no death benefits ever issued. So there ain't really no point in that shit, right? So the key reason why term life insurance policies are, are really so inexpensive is that it's the likelihood of a payout for the insurance company is like small okay but most of the time any money that's spent on a policy premium for term life when it's lost right statistics show that one to two percent y'all one to two percent of term policies are enforced and then they're used when somebody's death occurs so whole life insurance can be more expensive than term life insurance for the payout from the insurance company is guaranteed. Okay, that's why people go get whole life insurance. And a lot of people don't know about whole life insurance, but it, it is what they call that infinite banking system. So whole life insurance comes with a built-in savings component. So when you pay your policy premium or part of it, and it goes towards the death benefit, but then the rest goes towards the cash surrender value of the policy, also known as the cash value. Okay, So every time you make a premium payment, you basically are increasing the value of the policy, much like you increase the savings in your bank account. See what I'm saying? So and then we think about the guaranteed interest from your mutual insurance company as well that comes into play. See, whole life insurance is infinite banking. So when we talk about becoming your own banker, right, this is one of the first steps that people use. It's a vehicle. So the cash value is what allows you to borrow against your own money. Typically, it's tax-free, and then you can earn an annual rate of return, and then you can provide basically your family with some type of legacy now. So cash value allows you to build wealth through your private family banking system and your private family trust. That's one way. But if y'all come together collectively and y'all got your own money already and y'all want to become lenders and y'all want to lend money out, that's another way to become a banking system. Or your family trust can set up a bank, right? And you can begin to take deposits from people. Why do you think there's so many banks everywhere? It's banks everywhere. Okay? So your cash value compounds over time. So 
as with any account, the earning compound, you know, we talk about compound interest, right? And if you never have um, done a compound interest calculator, I would suggest that you get on Google and get a compound interest calculator, right? Because the earlier you start compounding interest, the more money that you put into it, the quicker your wealth will grow, and then you'll end up with a much greater wealth in the long run. That's, that's cool, right? Now, you're going to ask yourself, how can it be private family banking? Okay, so banks essentially have two functions, and, and you know, you, you think about bank when you go into a bank. Banks store money, but the premium is paid, so they they charge you to store your money, and then they loan money. So there's two ways that you can access the value, the cash value, right, of your whole life insurance policy. One way is to make a withdrawal, right, which they charge you taxes on that shit. Right, and because the interest and in the dividends and all of that you earn from your insurance company, um, they can become tax deferred, and the IRS requires uh, a cut. Okay, and, and then you make what's known as a permanent deduction. Okay, so now we're talking about real banking. So the other way is to access the cash value of your whole life insurance policy is to take out what's called a policy loan, right? And this is, and it's funny because this, you know, the way it was explained to me um, from a from an actual insurance agent is that people take out loans on, like, let's say you got $300,000 in there. You can borrow against that. You can take out every bit of money that you put into it, but then you have to pay it back. And if you don't pay it back, you lose the value of the asset but the company doesn't lose the value because they still got the money right so the the we talk about the cash value and all that stuff right but policy loans allow you to use your earned interest essentially right? and then it, the dividends are tax free so as I previously mentioned when you take out a policy loan you're not required to go through a credit check and have certain credit scores and bank approvals, none of that, because it's your own money. So it's like the credit unions. You're borrowing against your own money, but you're doing it with your own policy, which is accruing more interest. So you basically would submit a request to the insurance agent or the company, whatever, and you say, hey, um, this this is my money, and I need it now. Okay? And then you don't have to put up personal assets as collateral. Okay? So you essentially are borrowing against your own money. You become your own lender, Cool way to think about it. All right. So, <clears throat> what happens if you don't pay back the loan? All right. Because mutually, we talk about mutual insurance, right? So, so, so mutual insurance policies, right? These type of companies, um, they can use the death benefit reserved as collateral. Essentially, a death benefit is the collateral. You know, I, I'm gonna say this. Right, and I don't know how many of y'all have insurance out there, but having life insurance is so crucial, and I'm gonna tell you why. Right, and one of the one of those things is that they don't put any value on Black lives, right? They they don't, right? Even though Black lives matter, you know, and 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 everybody's life matters, but specifically when we're talking about the financial system, they don't put much value on a quote unquote Black life, and I'm gonna tell you why because. Number one, what's the incentive? What's the incentive? If something happens to you, they don't get paid off you, right? 
So if if we all started valuing our lives and our families' lives much that much more and put insurance on our lives, right? They would have to change a lot of the laws, right? Because guess what? Now we have a financial stake in our own lives. So if you talk about the cash value, um, you know, performing assets, all that good stuff, the fam, the private family trust is going to become its own bank. Okay. Whole life insurance is one of those things that's going to help it become its own bank. Now, we're going to go over that in part two of the class. Part one, I'm going to show you how to set it up. Part two, we're going to go into the banking part. I'll, I'll probably have the whole life insurance lady come on and drop some info for y'all, right, um, to help y'all. So you know, if you know anybody that wants to get on, make sure you tell them. Make sure you tell them to sign up, right? Um, there will be a late registration fee, right? But sign up early. Get in the class early. I'll have the links up this week, right? Because when we, when we talk about this, right, you, you have to understand that whole life insurance policies um, allow you to control your own bank, okay? They allow, and that's just straight up. You become your own banker. Now, like I told you, I have the manual on how to create the bank. Right? And if we were doing things correctly, we would have our own banks. We would be loaning to each other. Now, I got a program, and, I was, and, I, and I've been waiting to talk about it, and I'll roll it out soon. Um, but you, you'll be able to, and especially with this type of program, you'll be able to, to also build your business credit. You can, you can come to us, right, and we will help you to build the credit, and we'll, we'll do the reporting for you. So if you took a loan out, you took out your own loan, Against your with your own money, right? You can come to us, show us how you've been paying it back. We'll do the regular reporting for you, right? We'll do the business reporting. So if you want to do it on the personal side, we'll do the personal reporting. You can set up whole life insurance through group insurance. You can do group insurance. You can do single life insurance. You can do couples life insurance, right? Now. You know, and I have to tell you, I you know I lost my father, and my father didn't have no insurance. You know, good man, right? Worked all his life. He lost his insurance, right? Worst thing that could have ever happened is is we didn't have enough money to bury my old man. This was back in April, right? So we had to figure that out. So. I'm expressing this to you because I understand how this works, right? I understand the value of our, of our lives, right? I place a lot of value on my own life as you, as well as you should, right? And so understanding the system of the private family bank and, 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 and becoming, uh, number one, becoming a private family trust and then funneling that into your own bank is extremely important. You can even use Bitcoin if you want to. You use crypto if you Right? So I don't care who you are, how you doing business, you gotta be doing business this way. Alright? So next week, uh, before we start, so so we're talking about we're talking about Sunday uh, the fourteenth. 
right, I'll do a part two. I'll go a little bit more into the banking side of this to help prepare you for the webinar. The webinar will be on the 16th. That's a Tuesday. It'll be in the evening. All right, so Tuesday evening. Um, and then we'll do the following webinar on the 30th. All right, so that's two, essentially two weeks. All right, that, that, that we'll be going through this information. All right, and so real quick, I'll give you the five steps in terms of becoming your own bank. All right, and, and this, this information, man, you take this shit and spread it around. Right. By the way, if y'all see anybody that's uh, reteaching my shit, make sure you get on their head about it, all right, please? Okay? Number one, start a whole life policy, okay, to become your own private bank, okay? It's a simple strategy, okay? Um, if, you know, you, you essentially want a whole life insurance policy on yourself, right, or, or your family trust, and if you cannot purchase that, you can purchase a policy on someone else that's close to you, but you have to have it to do it. You can't just put insurance policies on, on, on people, right? That's illegal. So stay in the realm of doing lawful legal stuff. You'll be fine, right? So insurance companies, they they, they hate what's known as uh, stranger-owned life insurances. They, and the IRS does too. Stay away from that shit, right? Make sure that it's somebody that you know, right? Now, there are different type of relationships. Um, insurance companies will sometimes issue a whole life policy to you for, right? Um, if you control your shit as a bank, so to do it on a spouse, a child, sometimes they'll do it on a business partner or a key employee. Some people have a long, significant amount of money, right? And this is also the reason why when when y'all set these things up, you want to make sure that the people that you're dealing with, you trust their ass because you don't want nobody to take out no life insurance on you and if something happens to you, right? So, you know, we, we got to make sure that, that, that we have... Uh, prudent people around us. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Um, now, second thing, whole life policy um, design, right? Necessities and add-ons become your own banker. So, um, there's a book that y'all got to get, right? And the book is uh, by a guy named Nelson Nash, right? And he wrote this book. Nelson Nash wrote this book. It's called The Infinite Banking Concept, right? You become your own banker. Um, and then there's another book by a lady named Pamela Yellen. And the book's called Bank on Yourself, right? So these books essentially um, insist that it must be participating whole life insurance policy from a neutral insurance company, right? And now, um, I'm a fan of, you know, using certain whole life insurance policies for the infinite banking concept, but you don't you don't necessarily need, you know, to go to a company, but right, but I recognize that certain universal life insurance policies, you know, are structured properly depending upon who you go through. Right. So um but there's additional risks that are associated with certain policies. So I recommend that you fully understand all of the pros and the cons, okay. Of, of what's known as indexed universal life, right, before you jump into that shit, okay? Now, in order to maximize the cash value, the growth, and early access to the equity inside your bank, you also need to make sure that whole life policies include two key riders, what they call them, right? So the first is that it's got paid-up additions, right, or what they call the PUA, and this is how the turbocharge your, your bank into Okay. And then the second part of it is term insurance rider. And this will be the, the titanium frame that holds the, the what they call the turbocharged engine. Okay. Um, 
So the third thing is that you need to properly fund your policy. Okay. So you can become your own banker. So right, the, the, the way to outrun the internal cost of a whole life policy is to pay additional premiums over and above the amount that's required for basic coverage. So if you you if your policy is a hundred dollars a month, you want to pay two hundred dollars a month. Okay. So you want to pay substantially more when you become your own banker as a premium to the IRS. This is why you do things as a family. Because it's easier if you don't have all of the capital on hand, right? So you you could get a, a fifty thousand dollar policy and then you know pay into it over time, right? Or you could put fifty thousand into a policy and then take another fifty thousand and and build that policy up, right? So there's some really interesting ways to do this, right? And and y'all can live off. You want to live off interest. You can live off the credit or the interest, right? Keep your principal intact. You never touch the principal. Live off your interest that you make. That shit is how you live, off of interest, right? That should really, honestly, family, that should be the goal that every single individual, um, you know, who who's in this lane, you know, we, we want to become wealthy. We want to move off the grid or we want to move into a space where, uh, we, we are self-reliant. We want to live off of our own interest, right? So the four reasons that you want to pay the maximum amount of whole life insurance uh, to be your own bank. The first is the commission paid to the agent for the additional overfunding payments, basically peanuts. Two, 90 to 95% of the additional premium goes straight to your cash surrender value. So in other words, overfunding the payments become immediately accessible Inside of your private family bank. Okay? Three, uh, five to ten percent of the extra payment, which doesn't go toward building immediate equity, goes to buying a little slice of extra permanent death benefits called paid up uh, additions. It's called a PUA, right? So what's nice is that no further premiums are really due on PUAs. Okay, it's a one-time thing. Okay. The fourth thing is that these paid-up additions get stacked into your cash value, and then they contractually grow, which starts favorably growing over time. It's like a guaranteed rate of return. Okay. So then the fourth thing is that you use the cash value to be your own bank, and then you fund your expenditures, and then you can fuel outside investments. That's how you build wealth, and then you invest in your retirement, and that's how you leave a legacy. This is legacy, legacy, legacy. This is how we leave real legacy, right? So we create the trust. We fund the trust. We leave a real legacy. So, uh, you know, and I, don't get me wrong. I love what we did with the Express Trust. Those are those are beautiful type of trust. They help to protect you in your personal capacity and your freedoms, okay? But these are the wealth-building vehicles that you need, Okay? So when you utilize the equity inside of your bank okay, to do things like asset investment, there are four methods. And the first is that you withdraw your cash surrender value. The second is that you borrow against your cash surrender value. So you use the guaranteed policy loan feature that they put in place so you can basically borrow against your own money. The third thing is that the increase uh, of your total borrowing capacity outside of the financing, okay, um, you know, is is crazy because without even having to pledge the policy, right? So like an auto loan is like one point nine percent, 
So your borrowing capacity is crazy. You you don't have to you don't have to wait on the bank to approve you. Right? They're just gonna approve you right away. It's crazy. So then the fourth thing is to pledge the policy as collateral to a cash value, a line of credit program, right? So when you essentially when when you can get better a better rate than a policy loan, right? You then now have a cash value line of credit. So you could even, and you know, and I've talked about this before, right? If you became, you know, I'm a furnisher now, right? And so I can help people report that credit, that, that credit, that credit, right? And so if you was to borrow against your own shit, we can now report your cash value line of credit every month, right? So the family trust is a business. It's got an EIN number, right? Now, I ain't talking about the 9-8. I'm talking about the domestic EIN. And now you can build trust. You can build credit with, excuse me, you can build credit for your trust. Right? So now you got two forms of 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 capital that have opened up. You borrow against your own money, and now you got credit right in this. Right? Now, the whole thing about credit, and I and I and I say this because we're talking about building a bank, right? And if you do this long enough and you become a collateralized lender, you borrow enough money and you give out enough money and you lend to enough people, you get to the point where you create your own credit cards. Right? That's a you know, that's where this is where the black cards and shit come in place at. Okay. People talk about black card, that's where your black cards come in place at. So I know that a lot of people cringe, right? And they see red when 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 they hear the words borrow and loan, right? People don't like that shit. But even though you technically are borrowing funds when you become your own banker, your entire cash value balance continues to grow with your life insurance policy. Okay? So then the fifth thing is that you pay down the loan on your own terms. Okay, so if it takes you 20 years to pay yourself back $50,000, then that's just what it is. You pay the principal and the interest however you choose to, right? You make interest-only payments if you choose to. You can pay nothing until you make a balloon payment, or you can pay nothing hoping the cash value grows. So you can take money out, use that money, lend it out to people, right? Let them pay you. You charge them interest. On top of the principal, they're paying you principal plus interest. You put the principal back into the loan. You take the interest and you live off the interest. I mean, this is this this system is how the rich people do it. This this is why we are in a perpetual system of debt in this country, with everything from the Federal Reserve Bank to the payday loan companies, because niggas understand interest. We don't understand interest. So needless to say, there's no other institution that offers this kind of flexibility other than the bank. That's why you got to be your own bank. Right? Now, don't get me wrong. It's cool to have a trust account and a bank account and all that until you get where you need to go. Right? But we can't, you know, if you if you have a goose laying golden eggs, when would you want to kill the goose? You don't, right? You, you don't. You never want to kill the goose. Never goose. You feed the goose as early and as often as you can because it keeps laying more and more golden eggs. 
<laughs> that's the reason why the life insurance policies are so important. You're the golden egg. That's why we all need life insurance policies on ourselves. Okay? So be the bank. Get on this webinar that we're doing. All right, let's, let's, let's hop to the call lines. Let's holler at y'all. Uh, 310 what up? Yeah, what up, bro? How you been? Yeah, peace to Come on, bro. Hey, hey. Cool. Yeah, man, I'm I'm feeling it. Is this, uh, is this uh, show going to be up for rewind, for the re-listen? Yep, it'll be up. Oh, okay, cool. Cool, that's what's up. Yep, it, that's some good information, man. Thank you, brother. It, it, we're doing the, uh, if you want to get in on the class, if you want a class on the 16th, it's a two-part class. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to go into how to structure all of this. Okay. You know, printed off class, so it's a cheap class, but, you know, it's it's about the, the information, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I, you know, all kind of stuff started uh, going through my mind. I was like, well, how you, how you fund that uh, life insurance policy? Can that, that be done with, like, a 1099A or anything? Or? No, you, listen, you can fund. See, see that that's where this that's where this shit gets so interesting because you can fund the life insurance policy. You can you can open up the family trust. You can then take the EIN and start building credit. Get you some credit cards and shit, right? You can you can okay. then if you and remember it's a business, right? So business okay. credit gives you times more credit. So you there are and I know a couple people personally who will do this for you. Um, but there are companies out there that will do this who will, let's say you got $100,000 in You can take the credit utilization credit card. Okay? You can take the credit card. Mm-hmm. Once you take it off the credit card, okay, so now you go to the credit card company. Take it off the credit card. You then go get the life insurance. You then turn around off the life insurance money that you put in, and you can borrow a percentage of that back. Or you can take a percentage of that after you borrow it back and loan it out. So then when the money comes back in, you can take the principal and you pay a little bit on the credit card company, a little bit to the um, to the life insurance company, and then you live off the interest. Right, because you can kind of set your own terms. Like it's the life insurance is a trust. So it's like you can kind of set your own terms for the payback. Yeah, you set your own terms for the payback. I mean, this is this right, is right. some of the most costly information. Infinite banking is powerful, but uh, it's the the family trust is more powerful because the family trust allows you to do it for for the next hundred years. So when you when you're in your grave getting gone, you, your kids are still flipping the shit. So you got kind of muffled to me on that. What was that? I said I said so so a hundred years from now, right? When, when if you if you if you're not living no more, you passed away. And, but you set up a system for your family. This system will keep growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is, this is true infinite. Yeah, this is true wealth building. So, you know, from from starting the, and I don't know how long you've been listening, but you know, the nine reasons I gave in the beginning to start a private family trust. Right. You, you go from the family the, the, the right, and and then you you become your own bank, 
through the through the infant banking system, right? And see, and then there's a couple ways to become a bank too, right? You you don't have to do life insurance, to become a bank. You 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 can you can set your stuff up as a bank with a branch and begin taking deposits. That's why they got a, a bank that way, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I yeah, light bulbs going off and all that. I see the see the potential. Yeah. Let's first take a look at the ratification of the amendment because this is a matter of controversy that um, it got me into a lot of trouble for raising it in uh, the Reconstruction chapter of my my American History book. But I'm only repeating a, a totally mainstream interpretation. I found it hilarious. People never even heard of this before. The argument that the 14th Amendment was not constitutionally ratified. I mean, this, the old National Review used to just take this for granted. I mean, old, you know, old conservative publications, libertarians, all, all understood this. Uh, in the 1950s, U.S. News and World Report published an editorial saying, of course, we all know the 14th Amendment wasn't legitimately ratified. I mean, this was just sort of common knowledge. Now I say it today and I get like Max Boot saying, oh my gosh, where did Woods get this crazy idea? Like I just invented it. Sort of funny. Well, let's look at, at what is the claim being made here. There are a few factors to take note of when we look at the ratification of the 14th Amendment. First, we have the fact that uh, to, the, the amendment was proposed in Congress and two-thirds of, of, of the people present voted to, uh, to, to approve the amendment. And then it gets... Then it gets passed, it gets uh, sent out to the states, and then three quarters of the states have to ratify the amendment for it to. Okay, uh, can you hear me? Well, one thing you can note about the passage of the 14th Amendment is that it was not, shall we say, entirely without blemish. At the time that the amendment. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, okay, yes. <laughs> Yo, they, 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 they cut my phone off. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do a direct connect to call in. See, I'll start dropping that oh, shit. Yeah, I'm on the computer talking from the computer now. But that's how that's what I'm saying. Like just that's how that's how crucial this information is. They'll cut my they'll cut my shit off when I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um I mean when I look at oh, go, go ahead. No, nah, because when I when I look at those insurance companies, man, I you know, I kinda of been around them a little bit, but that's what I see. I mean we think uh insurance policy, you know, contracts and all that, but at the end of the day, all those insurance companies are big banks. They're huge banks. They got a lot of pools. Like they, yeah. That's kind of like a way to do it in the public without being a bank, but you're a bank. (laughs) Yo, listen, these banks are so big, right, that, 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 I mean, they're all tied in together. So, but they, you know, they they don't want you to know. This is why they don't advertise whole life insurance. But they advertise, they'll advertise other type of life. Yeah. Right? Go 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 look at a city like Columbus, Ohio, and see who runs that city. You know, besides the Ohio State University, but let's see who else runs that city. Go look at the biggest skyscraper there and see see what that is. Mhm. Mhm. You know, like those insurance companies, man. They yeah, they they they're, they're, they're huge banking conglomerates. And listen, I, I have no problem with the banks, but let me tell you something, man. The banks, the, the, number one, the, the banks are foul because the way they operate is these motherfuckers pretty much, you know, I mean, I went to the bank, bro, and I was dealing with the bank, and 
just because I had an address that was different from from the one that they had on file, they closed the account. For a business yeah. account? Yeah, they closed the business account. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah. But, like, but yeah, you try playing that different address stuff with somebody like Amazon or something like that, you can't even get through the door. All the addresses yeah. got to match up. Exactly, man. So, you know, when we start, when we start talking about this information and how crucial it is, man, Okay, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, so when we start talking about this info and how crucial it is to, to wealth building, you know, the, the, the banks understand, they understand the game of interest and all of that, right? And that's why they, they'll close an account on you quick. And really, they'll leave it open and won't even tell you that they left it open. So, you know, we, we got to start doing our own banking, man. This is why... If we just started working with each other and banking with each other, man, we would be fucking wealthy, man. If we, if, just yep. like the credit, if we was helping each other out, with, if we all had businesses and uh, furnishing credit, you know, and reporting each other's credit, we would be making cool money, man. You know, because there wouldn't be nothing for us to go to the bigger banks and, and use their capital to build our own capital. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it only takes a few of us to work together and do that too. Exactly. Bro, this shit is, is raising consciousness. You know, we, we I'm here to raise conscious awareness of, you know, when we, we live in America, dog, this is what it's set up for. You know, it's it's a it's set up for mm-hmm. capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the system's set up for. Yeah, it's a capitalistic society, dude. So, you know, and, and the trust, when you do business, it, it punishes you when you don't do business. Yo, and in that crazy when you don't do business, you 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 don't make no money. You 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 have a low income job. You know, you live you living impoverished. But when you do business, oh, they love you because you're creating and you're contributing to the economy. So why not do business? You know, and, and here's the here's the real part of it, right? You heard of cash flow quadrant? No. All right, so the cash flow quadrant, and and this is, you know, the, the, this is Robert Kiyosaki, right? Um, and the, this is interesting because the way the cash flow quadrant is set up, and I'm going to add a, I'm going to add a, a, a quadrant to this, but you have the E quadrant, which is the employee quadrant, right? You've got, and that's on the left side, you've got the S quadrant, which is below that, which is the self-employed quadrant, right? Then you've got, on the right side, you've got the business owner quadrant at the top. And then at the bottom, you've got the investor quadrant, right? So these essentially are the categories that they tell people that they can go into. Now, the one category that they forgot to mention really two categories that they didn't mention, and I guess these two categories kind of fall into one, is the L quadrant, which is the lender quadrant, right? And then you have the bank quadrant, right, which is pretty much the same thing. So to me, you want to talk about the boss, the real boss of these of all of these quadrants is the lender. They always tell you you want to become an investor, so you got to move to the investor category. That's great, but what about the lender? Cause that's who's that's who's that's the only you know, they making money off 
Why do you think it's a cash advanced America dog in every hood in America? It's a pawn shop in every hood in America. How many how many how many check cash in places you know around your way that do payday loans? They're everywhere, man. That's what I'm saying, bro. And and, and them is just small uh you talking about small lenders. I got you nine one oh, I'm gonna come to you in a second, brother. Keep your hand up. Well, we we talking about small lenders, bro. You know what I'm saying? So if we can grasp, mm-hmm. if we can just grasp the the idea of the investor category and the lending category. See, the business category is cool. We own a family business, so then the family business becomes the lending company, right? And then as the lending company, we begin to invest. So now the boss is is the boss. The family business is the boss. And then we hire our own employees, and then we move from the left side of the quadrant to the right side of the quadrant. So we're, we're no longer employees anymore. Right? We, we don't have to be employees, and we don't have to be small business owners. We now can become investors. Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds right. That sounds like right information. Yeah, we we could become investors and lenders, man. You know what I mean, I, listen, I don't know about you, bro, but I'm trying. To, I, I don't want to spend the rest of my life working. I would like to live off hey. my income. Yeah. You know, Makes you, sense. yeah. Then you use that interest to go do shit like uh, rent private jet or buy a private jet if you got enough. You know, you you you, you go hang out in other countries and chill on yachts and. Make investments and all that other great shit that we can do. You know, that's powerful. You know, so the family trust, man, that that's what to me, you know, and like I said, I feel empowered to be able to even give this information out because that's how crucial it is. We we gotta give it out. It's got. It, it has to be. This information has to be, at least amongst us. You know, even if it's, even if I get this information out to ten people, five people, it don't matter. Somebody got the information, and now we can start building. Because if, if my family build with your family, guess what? Now we got two families that's building towards wealth. That wasn't before. How we keep woo money all up in the family? Yeah, come on. My seed, Mary. Yeah, what, yeah. what 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 day did he say? My seed, Mary. Yeah, your seed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that that's that's really where where it is, and that's why I made the comment earlier. You know, I don't have no problem with you know anybody who wants to operate in you know LGBT community and all that. But the fact is, is that if we're going to build generational wealth, we got to have babies. At some point in time, we got to have some babies. You know, cause, because you got to pass the wealth down. It can't just stop with you. Yeah, yeah. You know. You know, but 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 we got. But yeah. even, hey, we can take the time to build the wealth if we need to. We take the time, we build the structure, we put it in place, and then we start really honing in on it. Because being an employee ain't it, dog. Mm. It's not it. You know, it ain't never been. It's not. Yeah, you're right. 
No. And, and so I, I encourage you, man, if you um you know, if if you got the hundred dollars to spare, come get on the webinar. Like I said, it's a two part webinar. We'll we'll go into how to set all of this stuff up. I'm gonna bring the I'll probably bring try see if I can't get the lady to come on. Um, on the second part for the infinite bank inside of it. Um, but we're gonna just we're gonna dive into this shit, man. And I'm gonna give people the manual on how to create the bank. And I, I think I missed the uh the date and time. I think I, I missed it's on, the yeah, it's it, it's gonna be seven PM Eastern. Okay. And and that's gonna be on the sixteenth, which is Tuesday. So that's next Tuesday on the sixteenth. And I'll have the link up on the site where people can register. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, it's two parts. Okay. So we'll, we'll do the first one on, on the 16th, and then we'll do the second one on the 30th, uh, two weeks later. Okay. That's what's up. So, that'll give us and then, uh, that'll give us enough time to, to give people enough time to, to, to mold the information and really get it into the, the content. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then uh, heads up, man. I got I got a couple of people, I guess, uh, trying to get on the show right now, and they saying it's not even showing a show up that's, there or something. That's, that's, yeah, that's because the, the the show is now only so it's a shortened show. People because I don't have as many people on as it used to be, so I shorten the show to two hours. So what happens is is when we go into the third hour, it's not live no more. You have to have been on the call line. So. If you want to, okay. Listen, yeah. So if they want to listen in, they can call you, and then you can you can two you can two way them in. Okay. You more than you know that that's cool. Just don't just don't hang up the call because you'll you'll lose the, the feed. But you can two way them in. But but I don't you know I haven't done three hour shows in a while, man, because people just don't be on like that. Anymore. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. So, but I will be on for the show is another forty minutes. So if you want a two AM in, they can they can get in. All right. That's what's up, man. Cool. Okay. Good to hear your voice. I'll let them know. All right. You too, man. Good to hear your voice. Hey, Amen. Good to be heard. All right. Yep. Peace. All right. Peace, God. All right. Let's go to uh, let's go to nine one zero seven five three. You on the line? What's happening? Yo, peace, George. Peace, George. Peace to the God. Peace to the God, man. Glad to hear your voice, huh? Thank you, my brother. Good to hear yours as well. Good to be heard. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've been um every every time I'm hitting the button, like I, don't, I ain't heard you, but I'm like um man, you do. <laughs> yeah, when you do pop up. You know what I'm saying? I, you know I'll be like on that shit. Yeah, so, I ain't on Instagram. I mean, you, I know, I know, I know. You be on Instagram mostly. You know what I'm saying? At the same time. I, it's grateful that you be um that you that you here tonight. You know what I'm saying, and any other time that you that I can catch, and you know, because I be on that yeah. shit. But like yeah, you man, saying, I've been like, so busy, man. I I just try to. I'm like shit. You know, when the demand pick up, I'll start doing shows once instead of Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, you. man. And uh, hey, shout out to the brother Will that was just online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to Will. Big up to Will. Yeah, big up Will. Hey, listen, like you was that is crazy, man. What he just said was like um my seeds, Mary his seeds. Marry his seeds. That's how we keep and tame money yeah, all up in the family, day. right? Marry exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Listen, what's crazy is, man. Listen, I just was um, 
going over um you know i've been um on that um the life insurance you know what i'm saying dealing with the whole term whole life and um term insurance so like mm-hmm. um that's the move but what you just said put my head up you were saying about um you said um about the quadrant right the poor um, robert kiyosaki that lender shit what you just said i ain't even never really peep it that way because i just was showing my uh, twin brother the same shit like like yo the four quarters, but what you just said um, is a whole nother level, man, about the lender. Nobody talks about it. Yeah, he never speaks about that part. Nobody talks about that quadrant. And you have to wonder, why didn't yeah. he bring up that quadrant? Why, how come he didn't talk about that quadrant? Maybe because... So, so listen to this. That's the whole point, Joey. Listen, that's what we need to network, man. Like, we can, um, we, we might need to create a, a book, like, um, publish a book and, and come out with it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're speaking into existence now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, brother. I mean... The, the the thing about this is that that yeah. game, that lending game is, and there's yeah. books. I got books on it. I mean, there's a ton of books. That's why I give y'all the books to check out, right? Yeah. On the lending and stuff, because there's so many people who who have written books on becoming your own bank, right? Yeah, but yeah. They, but they don't talk about it from the aspect of, okay, well, what, what about becoming a lender? You know, because that's the real ball. They, yeah, they ain't talking about that shit. Come on, dog. No, nah, they don't want to talk about that part. Come on, how, how many payday loan companies right now, right now, are in every single hood in America? Uh, 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 cash, cash advance, and all these other places. Yeah, and, and, and all I, that listen, shit. I would be remiss if I tell you I ain't that I haven't been to one. I've been to one before. I done been down before yeah. where I needed money. You know what I'm saying? And so, understanding that process and how that shit works, we understand that yeah. they're making money from payday loan companies all the way up to the Federal Reserve Bank loaning money out itself. They That's make the whole point. That's, and mostly you see it's nothing but so-called white people. You get what I mean? Come on, dude. I mean, they, listen, they, they, there are... Thank you, they, And I'll say this because it's true. There are some people of color who have yeah. reached... Melanated. Who, who have made it and reached billionaire status yeah. right and and yeah. the, the like there's a black lady i uh, can't remember her name she owns a, a private equity company right and yeah. she she does private equity so private equity okay. is is just what it sounds like we we own stacks and other companies which means we became a lender I, listen yeah. i own a, i own a private equity company i started okay. one four years ago now, I didn't have all the tools that I had today, right, and the knowledge. So, you know, we, yeah. we had ups and downs and shit. But let me tell you something, man. That is what we all should be aiming for, private equity. I'm telling you, man. Man, hey, listen to this, bro. Like, like um, I just um, did, I, heard, I got some advice. They said, um, if you need to, um, if you're not, in, you know, if you're not investing and you're not, you know what I'm saying, going, you know, like digging up, doing the, you know, like making the way. You need to. Sometimes you might have to go get you a second job. So that's what actually what I did, right? So um, what I'm doing. That's what that's the whole that's the whole point. You know what I'm saying? Like I know, see, the information that we learning or that we know of, the privy to learn is that on. Hey, you need to go ahead and um do what you got to do because niggas ain't on your your they ain't on your level because like um you have to um take that invest that so you can do the next step. As far as like mm-hmm. setting up the businesses, you gotta um go to the um DVA, you gotta go to Secretary of State, register deeds, um articles of incorporation, that type of level because yep. 
then you can go get the lend, get the loans, so you can actually become a lender. You know what's going on, Joey. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You, I got to exactly. sacrifice you if I got to work. Get, if I got to work a hundred hours a week, I got to do that. But I know why I'm doing that. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's nothing wrong. Listen, I yeah. personally, I don't see nothing wrong. If you work that, and here's the funny thing, right? You can work at McDonald's and yeah. Burger King. And, and, yeah. and you could you could literally take your money, invest your money into credit, and lend the credit out, and 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 make all the merch and become rich just working at Burger. You could just become rich off the money that you're making from those two jobs and investing. It. So and, and, and nothing for money. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And you and you gave the game. I look. Remember you was in. Remember we was in New York together. Probably about 2000 and. I'll say seventeen. You remember we was up there that day uh, where you right. meet Jonah had on the gray, all the all gray. You remember that? Mm, it's been a that minute. was in New York. It was been a minute about four years back. But either okay. way, um, you he was saying um, uh, that's the whole point. Like um, you were talking about that shit then. I, I you know you gave me um, I recorded a little bit of that information, but like mm-hmm. it, the damn phone that fucked up the um, I still got the SD card, but I ain't got that 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 literature what you were dropping. You know what okay. I'm saying? When you were teaching that class that, that day, I know you what, still got what, it. You know what I'm saying? But like, um, huh? I said, what was we discussing? We were discussing about business. On um, you were saying about the um the business credit. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? You were going in with that shit, man. It's about like um thirty. Still, it's about like at least you spoke of it. You were just speaking about an hour and shit. You know what I'm saying? I still stand but, on But it, it's on the dome, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I fought around and lost no. the, um, that literature, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I still stand on that with the business credit, the yeah. corporation. Hell yeah. Because it's all legal and lawful information. And, yeah. and the proper way to get to the bag. That's Everybody the whole motherfucking point. Like, go ahead, Joe. No, I was like, you know, while niggas out here trying to do licks and figure out fast ways to get money, there ain't no quick way to get it. Man, man, mean, you man, listen. That's, that's, matter of fact, that's what you said. You said on and, and John, you were like, you were like, you said if niggas learned this, they, they wouldn't have to be trapping or um trying to be in the street. That you said that shit, and that's yeah. what I remember. I don't, I, don't, I don't fuck around. Like, I learned that shit. Like, man, ain't no get this shit bigger than dope, nigga. You feel me? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Do- listen, Come on. Trapping, this shit, this shit bigger than dope. dope game, that dope game and trapping is just for the sound like it's a trap. Man, exactly. It's trapping. Listen, it's, I'm like this, like, like I'm, I look at the motherfucker like this, like you can't bust me no more, nigga. You feel me? Listen, bro. That's, that's I, you like, know what? You, you can't bust I me no more. Nigga. Lesson, you can't bust I learned me. my lesson 20 years ago, and I ain't never had to yeah. move back since then. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. the, the reality is 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 that there there is there's no future in that shit, right? You we nigga, you're not gonna be the next kingpin. So you might you might know. Nigga, that them listen, Nikki Barnes days is over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and listen, what's cra- listen, what's crazy is the first time I caught a motherfucker's drug charge, I was I gave I gave some shit to my cousin that was four or five years older than me. I put his ass on and and he fucked around and um got and I was in the car with him and got them he fucked around and um like hold this, hold this. I'm young as I'm a teenager, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time if I knew what I knew, I would never touch that shit. Motherfucker, you take your own motherfucking charge. I gave you I put your ass on why the fuck I look like catching a charge from shit I gave your stupid ass. And you older than me. Oh man. That's, I'm a young nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like I was a young <laughs> But you know, I never I learned again, nigga, like 
And what's crazy is the same nigga that I that did it did that favor for. He's doing a life sentence right now, trying to get out right now. I'm telling him the information right now. I said, you know what? I said you need a bond, nigga. I said you need to um need GSA, nigga. I said I know this information, but at the same time, I ain't get ready to file that motherfucking paperwork for you, nigga. Take money, nigga. Where your children at? You got five, six, seven children. Come on, nigga. They better come to me. There's a book that that you need to get, and the funny thing is, is that anybody that I know, whoever got their hands on a copy of this book, and yeah. they tried to send, they tried to send it to the person that was in prison. Yeah, they they always confiscated the book. But the book, the only I'm, one I'm hip. I'm, I'm, tell me the name of it, cause they just did my nigga like that. Um, about about last year, they told his mama said, um, they told his mama the DA was like, hey, motherfucker, hey. They told his mom, say, hey, you, you're, you're going against our um our legacy or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's the name of it, bro? It's, it's, it's called One Man Out. Okay, well, I'm going to check it out. No doubt. Mm-hmm. It's called One Man Out. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, and, okay. and, you know, it's one of them books where the, the guy got himself out. And, you know, he, yeah. used, he used a series of things like bonds. Because, you know, life in prison is a bond. As a bond. Yeah, you know, and, and if they if they got a bond on you, you know, you you allow just like you get your prison number, you're allowed to know what that bond is, you know, in yeah. order to how, how do I satisfy the bond? And most people never get out because they never know that they can satisfy a bond. That's the whole point. I see it right now. I see it right now. Um, I'm looking it up. I see that shit. I got yeah, it. I got it, bro. Guy's name is Aaron Coles. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah people, man, people don't understand, man. Come on, man. This, this dude wrote that mug and got out. That's the whole motherfucking point. Like, um, and then, you know, and one thing about it, that nigga, he didn't, um, the dude who wrote the book, he, um, he didn't have play. He didn't play with nobody. He, he was in studying. He was building. He was learning. He was researching. And that's the whole point. Like, um, like, you know, we got, I say like our wives or a girlfriend and stuff like that. They look at different shows and shows and shows or whatever. That's not what I'm into. I'm into the shit that I'm really here to protect your ass and save your ass. I'm really your savior. Exactly. At the same time to help you save yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm here to so help like, you save um, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Listen, bro. That, yeah. That's why when, when niggas ask me, you know, I ain't been on the radio and shit like that. I'm like, bro, I've, I've been dropping yeah. shows for years. I've been dropping shows for yeah, years. Yeah. And Man, you ain't never got to make, bro. You ain't got to never make another motherfucking show where <laughs> niggas go in the archives, nigga. That's all you need. This shit's in the archives. That's why I, I listen. I be chilling, but, you know, I, I don't got people who take the information and they, and they try to regurgitate it or they steal it and shit like that. And I'm like, look, hey, do what man. you want with it. Do what you want. Exactly. I put this shit out for free for a reason. Exactly. They they acting like they um, manifest that. They, they won't give you an honorable mention. You know what I'm saying? It's okay, nah, bro. I I ain't it's do all this, good. I, I did this to uplift, just, you know, just like Johnny said. Yeah, like I give you the game, I give you the game, you you the game for free, nigga. So to you, to take heed, nigga. Um, I, I did this That's to try good. to raise consciousness and help people. Exactly. And, and really, and really lift fallen humanity, bro. Because because the, the reality is, is we have fallen. You know. Yeah. Bro, man, we fallen from that. You already know, bro. You know, when, when you've done shit like, you know, okay, I don't, know, I don't condone rape, I don't condone murder, shit like that. But when you got yeah. brothers who, who went to jail in the 80s for for, for selling yeah. weed, you know, who, who, who was selling marijuana, and they still in jail because yeah. they sold yeah. marijuana. Yeah. You know, you, you, have to, you have to really look at, you know, 
What's going on? Exactly. Now, now here's the thing, and, and this goes back to yeah. what we were talking about tonight, right? Okay. The the prison corporations of America, that system. Yeah. It's a banking yeah. system. It's a banking system. That's all it is. That's the, the whole thing, man. That's exactly what it is. The banking system. So, so because it is a yeah. banking system, that's why they put bonds, and, and this is why niggas say I got a bid because what it is, it's a bid bond. It's a bid bond. Yep. Oh, <laughs> it's a stock market. Bro, bro, and, and and the performance of the bond is, is how long they make you sit down. So a bid bond is a debt that's secured by a bidder for for some type of job that's being done. It's a oh, it's, it's a bid. It's issued, it's issued by a contractor to 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 basically it provides a guarantee. We're gonna guarantee that we're gonna get labor out of this motherfucker over the yeah, course yeah. of hundred years. That's crazy, man. You know, I try to listen, man. I you know, my 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 old man when he passed away. Okay. But um, before he passed before he passed, we I had a conversation yeah. with him, and you know, I it was it was one of the conversations you know you had with with your folks, and, and you know that they they'd be like you know the system is the system, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you just have to live the best life you can live type of conversation. One, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I knew then I was like, damn, I was like, I was like, my, my old man, he, you know, good good guy, but he'll he'll he would never yeah. understand that this system ain't set up. For you to be able to win in the system, it's set up for you to win. That's true. And Joey, you know what? That's that's a perfect example of rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I mean that's I'm what it is. I mean you know, and it's and it's so unfortunate. Like I said, he died with no life insurance. Imagine how many I got. I got partners. God, I got partners who whose family members have passed with no life insurance, right? And, and so, that's the whole point. Yeah. Come and on, man. and um, so, you remember, I think I, you're right, bro. Because you remember, I think um, Jonah was like, or somebody was like, um, hey, we gotta quit that damn GoFundMe. I don't want to see another GoFundMe fucking page no more, man. We gotta stop that bullshit, man. Yeah, bro. You know listen, what I'm saying? I had, to, I had to, man. Listen, bro. I had to do a GoFundMe, bro. That that funeral was not expensive. I mean, not 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 inexpensive. Yeah, not nah. cheap. It ain't no no. It ain't like you know what I'm saying. It ain't no cheap shit. I was like, man, what? Yeah, my pops, my pops started paying for his funeral years ago, and it still wasn't done. I'm like, man, this hey. is this is crazy. And the shit go up like the shit go up every motherfucking day, man. That on um, the funeral business is um is 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 is, is expensive. But you know it's so bad when people would rather die yeah. than stay alive. Man, that's crazy as hell. That's fucked up, boy. It's fucked up. It's messed up. Well, a motherfucker would rather die and stay alive because they're in perpetual debt. Fuck that. We're gonna man, that's crazy as fuck, man. Man, listen. Eric, look, when I when I go when I lay down at night and when I get up, only thing on my mind is the freedom, nigga. It's the freedom. That's, that's it, brother. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. It's the freedom, nigga. Listen, bro. Health, freedom, yeah. and, you know, health, freedom, health, and wealth. freedom, and wealth. Damn right. Health, freedom, and wealth. That's it. That's what I live by, nigga. 
Oh, and I put liberty next to freedom too. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah. Slash, <laughs> like, like oh, forward yeah, slash. Freedom, nigga. freedom forward <laughs> slash liberty. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, nigga. And, and liberty in all colors. You know, because niggas like to play with that too. So, uh, yeah, that that's that's the nature of of, of where I'm at with it. It's like look, that's man, one. I, that's one of the five principles. You know that? Come on, man. I you know. I realized that we have lost so many people in our community and they didn't have no uh no, nothing to leave nobody. I've watched hey, bro, all, listen. every person in my family uh, die with leaving nothing but debt. Listen to this. Look, I, you know I'm you know I'm right here. I'm come, I'm from right where Nova Jolie was born at. So they say, North Carolina, right? Clinton. Yep. So yep. a nigga just a nigga just got shot a while ago. As soon as I pop on the scene, shit just happens, starts happening, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be, you know who I be, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, boy, these motherfucking niggas, um, <laughs> okay, they ain't gonna never learn, you know what I'm saying? But somebody gonna have to learn because um, down at the courthouse, the courthouse is right is next door to the first Baptist church house, the first church house. Oh in the no, no, it's time. not. Stop playing. No, you know that. You know what it is. You can, you, you can be on a cliff and see the angles. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, I, I know all too well. You know about you know. That's what I'm saying. Look, the the, the church, let, the whole idea is let's push them into the church, keep them yeah. deep into religion, that they'll never actually see the light of day. They'll never, no, they'll never have the church yep. control. I'm telling you, man. This shit is you know, on. <laughs> and, I, and I know people are going to hate to hear me say this, but we did better as a people under the Trump administration. Under the what? At least financially we did. Under the Trump administration. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Matter of fact, I just seen some shit on the Facebook. A nigga um put like a um Batman signal, but it was a Trump head. Like um <laughs> like um hey Trump, we need you. <laughs> this shit was real, nigga. I'm like I'm like yeah, they do need you. They he coming back. And um <laughs> you know what's going on, man. Listen, man. You know I'm 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 very liberal these days when it comes to yeah. you know my politics, but. You know, because mm-hmm. there's some things I agree with with the Republicans, and some things I agree with the Democrats, and some shit I just oh, don't yeah. agree with. But I tell you exactly. this: as a people, we did better financially on the business side. You know, and there was more opportunities then, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the, the, yeah. The way I look at this is. This information is crucial. The family banking structure is crucial. The the the, the family the family private family trust is crucial. Yeah. The life it, is vital. It's vital. That shit is vital, nigga. We have to begin to put. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I have my old man in my trust, and I often wonder. Yeah. If I had to have life insurance set up for my old man, if he may have been around a little longer, you know, because yeah. they would have placed more value on his life at the hospital. You know, and you know what, bro? Like that, hey, that's that's true indeed, man. Because listen, that's what I'm doing now. Like, what I just said when I first came on the line, I was like, um, I was going over the um whole term, no life insurance. See, right now, see, um, that's what I'm in the, in the near future. I'm talking about real, real soon. I'm going right up in may, maybe New York life, and you know what? It is, and I ain't got to say no more. You know what's going on? You feel me? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, you know, you know the rest. You put it together, and everybody on the line put it together. Yeah, do the math. Do the do the do the English. 
Yeah, exactly. Just make sure you got your shit lined up properly. You know, you're going to finish. Yeah, exactly. Um, steps in order. Exactly. You know, I listen, yeah. bro. You know, we have the ability. We, we live in a time in America where, yes, racism still exists. But, yes, you are also mm-hmm. able to overcome a lot of that if you have things. Hey, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Man, I was, listen, listen, man, I was, hey, Joey, I was just talking to my um, uh, lady last night, um, about like North Carolina, where I'm from, like I told you, North Carolina, I'm from the, the heart of the North Carolina, you know what I'm saying, the poor producing capital of the world, right? But I was mm-hmm. born in Manhattan, you know what I'm saying? So listen, raised down here, but look, um, huh? What's your, what's your name, brother? Rich, nigga. Okay. It's Rich, the God. Okay. You know what it is? Okay. Um, okay. But um, at the same time, listen um, with Bobby Bobby Ray Bob Bay Ray, you know what I'm saying? You link me up on Facebook. You want to type me in, Bob Bay Ray. Bobby Ray Bay, you seen me out there? We we, we friends, you know. We, you know me in person, Joe. We know it. We brothers. I know. But listen, I know. I can, like, um, I, I can always you know, face you, you know my voice, nigga. Walk down my face. <laughs> you, remember, you know what I'm saying? We we gonna got um um plenty of um a couple of um New Year's um New Year joint with Joan in the eight and the eight. Okay. Okay. But anyway, okay. Um, okay, yeah, 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 you know. But listen, um, you know these rednecks down here, right? These motherfuckers, man. I was just telling them, um, telling her like, um, these that's how they do, man. Like, they, that's a natural, um, a natural way of life to them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, nigger, they they nigger is like like they don't even try to um, like like sugarcoat it. They just call you a straight no, up no, nigger, no. and I'm like, you just a nigger to them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, you know, like, they got other, you know, and say, like, our people, you know, they say, oh, you can't say the N-word talking to white people. I'm going to fuck you up and say the N-word. See, we're so programmed to actually believe, you know what I'm saying, that's how we are, like, far as us Nick, black people, so-called black people, that we need, we just need to stop that because they really t- got the power over you if you really think that can affect you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Straight up. That shit ain't making you no money. Come on, man. They just worry. <laughs> you, you calling me a nigga yeah. and, and me getting upset and you calling yeah. me money is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hear that. I hear that music in the background, girl. That's that um oh. jigger. That's all I need. You already know. <laughs> and um, they doing they they doing power moves, girl. You know what I'm saying? Like um, for example, the um the four the, that Beyonce shit with the four on um, horses up there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, we know the signs, but you know the niggas who don't know the signs, they just oh, that's um so-called Illuminati and all that type of bullshit. Yeah, she on, is illuminated. You need she to be illuminated. Her, <laughs> bro, she called herself Bay. Her name is Beyonce. Yeah. So, so that right there, I'll show you that nigga. She's she's a Moore, and she had Moors in the video yeah. too. So she already. You seen? It. I seen it. I, I yeah, seen bro. it. The on lemonade joint. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I already know. Like, um, Jay Z, out. Come on, bro. They know who they are. Man, the whole New York know what it is. It's just these idiots out here, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even gonna stay away from them, so I won't have to slap the shit out of them or something like that. You know what I mean? But I don't injure people no more, Joe. You feel me? Oh, I believe me. I 100%. No, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to say no more. You know, I know. You know, what I mean? so, man, you know li- listen, bro. I, if, if you can get on the webinar that we're gonna do, I, I'm that's uh, I, I'm, I'm already I'm I'm already on that shit. I already I already a hundred dollars, yeah. two parts, two weeks yep, apart. I had a link up this week. Say, so people can register. Two no more. Two Say no more. 
through parts, you know what I mean? And, and yo, next week, yo, next week I'm going to go into more on the infinite banking part. So, because yeah. we're preparing, I'm preparing people for this. So. Yeah, you're setting the stage up. You're setting the stage up, man. I'm going to tell you, like, leave it at this, Joey. I'm grateful and thankful the large sums of money flows to us and everybody on the line, you know what I'm saying? Quickly and easy, beyond, beyond the shadow of a doubt. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, yes, I am. Peace, God. Register opens this week, you know what I mean? <laughs> Peace. You Peace, already God. know. All right, that's what's up, man. Um, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Will. Uh, we, we about at that time, man. Next week, we're going to pick up on this again. Uh, call the number is 516-531-9318. If you don't have the the number written down or saved, make sure you save it. Make sure you give it out to your family, your friends, whoever needs to hear these shows. The replay, you can go back and listen on the blog talk. Replay is also available on uh, it's available on Apple. Um, if you if you go to Apple and you go to uh, podcast, type in New Evolution Radio Network, the shows pop up right there. So you, they're all archived. You can go back and listen to the shows. All right, these are all educational uh, shows. So in no way uh, am I selling life insurance or am I a tax advisor or anything of that nature. So this is educational information that is uh, used to enlighten and uplift our people, okay, in, in all facets, no matter what your race, color, or creed is, okay, or nationality. All right, so with that being said, man, I'm going to say peace to the gods. Uh, next week we'll be at it. Um, I hope to hope to see y'all all on next week. All right, tell a friend to tell a friend, man. Have a great week. We'll start the Friday shows up again here soon. Um, I think I may do a Friday show this week. Um, so stay on the lookout for the flyer on Instagram. All right, all right. I'm gonna say peace, peace to the gods.